Talk Show. Recorded live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 36, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. Hey. So, um, we're coming to you uh, to discuss the uh, the new information that was released uh, from the Lost creators uh, and writers at uh, the recent Comic-Con convention. Yay. Uh, most notably, the Orchid video, orientation video, uh, which uh, to me is the most incendiary video yet. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> a news commentator. Um, do you mean um, <laughs> do you mean most incendiary among the orientation videos? Or do no, you I mean, mean most incendiary of all videos ever? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Madonna's had some crazy videos, but this beats that. Um, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, the most in- incendiary video of the orientation videos. Okay. Slash films. Yes, of course, of course. Um. I want to take issue with some with some parts that you know are you know obviously due to the fact that it's a TV show, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know where to start except uh, I guess I guess we'll maybe t- I don't know, give a little overview. Um, uh, first, if you haven't seen it, you know it's obviously on YouTube. Uh, you can go to lostpedia.com and look up uh, the orchid, and they have a little information about you know what information there is about it, uh, and um, and the video itself on their site. Um, were you going to say something? No. Uh, I heard a whimper. Well, I thought about it, then realized I shouldn't. Uh, maybe it was the rabbit. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, speaking of rabbits, um, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Um, this is obviously spoiler information. I mean, you know, because I guess, right? I don't know. Um, well, uh <laughs> it's not it, it's not in the show, you know, obviously this isn't from yeah. an episode. Um uh this is obviously something they're gonna get into at season four, which hasn't started yet, so I mean if you're already listening now then you're probably like spoiled anyway a little bit. Um I, I would say I would say that this is this is in the same realm uh as the, the lost experience stuff from last summer. Okay. Um, I'll buy that. Which you know, in terms of the show and spoilers, I mean, it really didn't spoil much uh, as far yeah. as the show went. And I have yeah. a feeling this this will be the same kind of thing. Uh, just a guess. Oh, so you're saying you don't think we're gonna we're gonna see this in season four? This video, no. Well, um, I mean, the Orchid Station or any the information Station, about it. We could we could actually see? Sure. Okay. Sure. Not this video though. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, especially because of the way the video is, it's clear this isn't the final cut. This isn't uh, the final cut. Why would they find this? Of course. Good point. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect uh, I expect they might find the station. That's since they introduced the station. That was the thing about the last experience. They didn't necessarily uh, introduce a clear new thing that they could find. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was all sort of stuff that was sort of. Tangentially related. Yeah, it was kind of it, it did a lot of filling in the background of stuff we already knew about. Yeah. So there wasn't a you know a clear new thing to introduce. Yeah, this is interesting because it's a precursor to something. You know, it's like hey, there's this other station out there, and this is this is you know, a little information about what they were doing there, and uh, presumably you know someone's going to find that station. Uh, hopefully next season, because uh, <laughs> I don't want to wait too long. Yeah. But uh, so you know. Um, 
we see Marvin Candle again, quote unquote Marvin Candle. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims his name is Doctor Edgar Hallowax. Uh, right. Some people claim they hear our wax, H O U R wax, yeah, or or wax, or mm-hmm. however you want to pronounce that. I, I hear Hallowax. I hear Hallowax. I, yeah. I the secondhand report said that first, and I thought that's a bizarre name. And then when I heard him say it, it, it definitely sounds like uh, I, I, uh, uh, some people thought his first name was Edward too, and it sounds like Edgar to me. So yeah. Uh, so whatever. Uh, continuing in the tradition of the last name having some kind of candle reference. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, the important part. We yeah we got the got the wax in there. So uh, gotta put the wax in there. Wax uh, it up. <laughs> wax it Edgar. up. Edgar. Wax it up. <laughs> whatever your name is, yeah. So right. he goes on to uh, to say, I mean, obviously this video, I mean, hopefully you guys have seen it, but uh, this video uh, shows a little sort of behind the scenes, you know, a little action right before he starts filming the actual video. Um, so you can see sort of what the production is like uh, with these videos, which is really, really interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, some, you know, it seems like these videos just kind of, you know, are produced out of the ether, but, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? They're just like, they're just born somehow. Mm -hmm. But, uh, now we get to see, you know, that there's a film crew involved and, and you know, which I'd love to know how much they know about what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd make an interesting little, I don't know, something. See what the film crew know. You know, some random film crew, presumably hired to come to the island to shoot this, or or maybe they're Dharma people who have some sort of film experience. You know. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure this question is something we should not be thinking about, but that's the kind of thing I think about. Mm-hmm. It's who, who's the film crew? Um, but anyway, he goes on the to makeup to, lady. The makeup lady. Yeah, he goes on to introduce. Uh, um, himself and 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 the station station number six the orchid, um, and that uh, and he reveals that it's not a, a botanical station uh, research station uh, as the viewer uh, was was made to believe, but um, it was actually what did he say? He didn't say what it was. He just said. Um, no, I don't think he ever did yeah, actually, actually get a Yeah, sort of cut. Then he says he, you know, apologizes for making the viewer deceive uh, their friends and fam and, and colleagues. Um, and he and he goes on to talk about, uh, or or at least mention the word, uh, the Casimir effect, uh, which is a physics term. Uh, I guess we'll give a little background on that. Save you guys the research time. Not that it takes that long, but. Um, uh, the Casimir effect is uh, basically uh, a principle of uh, quantum mechanics uh, that basically said, uh, sort of validates the idea that, it, that in the vacuum of space, uh, it's actually not empty uh, when you look at it at the uh, subatomic level. There's actually um, electromagnetic waves of all possible wavelengths uh, in, that, in that space. And... Uh, the scientist uh, Casimir in 1948 predicted this with uh, the idea of having two parallel plates, uh, you know, move very close together, therefore limiting the wavelengths uh, that are between them, and then you can sort of um, observe uh, an attraction between these plates. Um, so that's pretty much the gist, right, Justin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds good to me. And. Yeah, and, and this idea uh, of this of this force in in the vacuum of space or or in a quantum vacuum, 
uh, is used by other, you know, scientists to propose ideas for faster than light travel and things like that. So it has great implications. Um, and it's very interesting. I love when they, 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 they pull the, you know, real science into the show, uh, mm-hmm. especially interesting science. Yeah. I think this is really interesting. So anyway, um, he goes on to talk about that and that the island, uh, <clears throat> What did he say? Uh, <laughs> oh, that the the unique properties of <laughs> sorry, I kind of forgot that the unique properties of the island uh, create this effect, which is very interesting. Um, the uh, we I mean we all know about the electromagnetic properties of the island, uh, and and now we we know a little bit specifically that it creates this this Casimir effect. Um, how it does that, of course, we don't know. They probably don't know either. Yeah. Um, so. Later, um, as we cut, um, basically the viewer has been uh, uh, selected to study this uh, this field, and 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 I guess they have these experiments set up to test it and you know find information about it, and it obviously involves these rabbits. Uh, and one of the specific things that came out from Comic Con is that this station was used to clone rabbits, uh, which is not something that's explicitly said in the video. Um, but I, I'm assuming Carlton and Damon said that. I don't think so. Uh, is that just, uh, I, I, I guess people the, made the video footage of Comic-Con, um, oh, okay. from beginning to end. And they, they were very vague. Uh, all they did, uh, the way it worked out is they did their Q and A and then, uh, uh, then when they left, they showed this. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna leave now. Watch this. Yeah, that's and they're pretty, not there to answer questions. That's great. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And uh, uh, they introduced it by you know some a, a sort of half serious uh, introduction, saying like we we found this uh, in a vault mm-hmm. in, in Sweden or something like that. It was they they didn't. <laughs> They they just sort of it was sort of like you know like a Blair Witch Project kind of setup yeah, um, yeah. and uh, but they didn't talk about the content at all okay um, so uh, so the the idea that this involves rabbit cloning I'm guessing is just a, a a deduction made by the audience based on what they saw in the video okay I, I think I think they they came to that conclusion but it's definitely not explicitly stated so. I don't think it's quite um, clear yet exactly what they're doing with the rabbits. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. The idea that they were cloning rabbits to me was very strange. It is like, very to what, strange. To, to what end would they be cloning rabbits? <laughs> I, would, um, I, I mean, I would guess they would be cloning rabbits to clone, just for cloning in general, just to yeah. study the the cloning itself. Like, the, the idea that you would want to clone rabbits, you know, it's uh, unlikely, considering... <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, you know, rabbits don't really reproduce that well on their own. Uh, rabbits yeah. are notorious for for uh, reproducing very, very slowly. So cloning right. would be the most productive and cost-effective way of reproducing rabbits. Right. So uh, you just made the point I was going to make in a boring way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, which is that, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, there's no need to clone them. They're not an endangered species or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, you know, these creatures that we really need for any particular purpose. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, w- I would say it's just, uh, if you were to do it, it would be just to study the effects of cloning itself. Well, my, my, my half-assed idea when I first, you know, heard this idea that they were cloning rabbits were the idea that they were cloning rabbits to 
find out how to clone people for their reproductive efforts, yeah. uh, which is really the what the others are doing, not specifically Dharma. Um, True. But uh, I thought that was that would be connected to that somehow, trying to figure out how to create life on the island or something. Which raises a question that I don't even know if we've talked about, but um, did Dharma have trouble with reproduction? You know, I don't know. I, I would guess not. I mean, I would, you know... I don't think there's any way to really tell. I would say that it, it it probably wasn't even something that they were concerned about or even were aware of, um, unless you know they brought a couple to the island and then they you know they they tried to have a kid or something you know just by the fact that they live together or whatever. Yeah. And that they love each other and are married. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Because sex without marriage kids is immoral. Um, <laughs> And anyway, so um and then you know maybe the maybe the wife dies uh or something like that and then they they might find this out. I don't think I, I don't think uh you know that this is something that they were really trying to do and if and if they discover the phenomenon and it, and that it applied to them to the dharma guys and gals um it would be something that they sort of found out just just by sort of accident. Yeah. Uh, they just discovered during their time there now, um, but I don't, yeah. You know. I, you know, uh, uh, we saw, we saw, you know, uh, Ben's dad go there, you know, and bring him. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that if they recruited people with families, they would generally maybe bring the family with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think uh, it's possible that that they might have observed some problem. Not that they were like studying it, but. Uh, maybe you know uh, if if uh, some of the women got got pregnant uh, there or were pregnant before and had some kind of problems and they noticed this consistently occurring. I'm just wondering if you know if they ever ran into that um, in the in the years they were there. You know, I think it all depends on on how many women would have would have had this problem and, and died. You know, um, and I think you know obviously being scientists, you know, after maybe you know the maybe fifth or sixth death or something, yeah. or maybe even before that, they would have said, okay, something's going on here. What's going on? Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, how long was that period of time? You know, how long did it take to get that many, you know, you know, um, failed pregnancies slash deaths, uh, I think is, is the real consideration. Yeah, um, it is. So I don't, so yeah, basically, you know, I don't think that that was something they were really focused with if they even observed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm not even one. I'm not even thinking they studied it. I'm just wondering if they even had that problem. Like even if they weren't if they, aware if of it, it affected them at all. Yeah, I would have to assume it, it, it affected. It, it would have affected anyone on the island. It should that, have, right? It should have. I mean, I don't see any reason it it, it wouldn't. Okay. Uh, unless you know it's some sort of situation where um, this effect uh, happened after the incident or something like that. Yeah. Like pre-incident, there was no problem. Post-incident or post some mm-hmm. sort of event that's when the trouble all started yeah which which uh which i can buy to some extent um but uh uh i i don't know i i i i just um the the idea that they would build a station just to study that is you know doesn't seem likely um build a station to study um the whole pregnancy thing reproductive thing Yeah, yeah i agree yeah. So, uh, so if they were uh, uh, studying cloning, I would I would guess it's for for some other purpose. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know what that might be. But, yeah, human – I mean, yeah, one of the reasons to do animal cloning is to think about human cloning. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that, you know, could have been that. Um, you know, if, if they're really dealing with, um, you know, the, the whole Valenzetti equation, world-ending stuff, uh, maybe they're considering uh, the idea of uh, – uh, a global population disaster and, you know, how cloning might help to remedy that or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm no clonologist, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if cloning rabbits is really the way to go in terms of trying to clone humans. You, you'd want to try to, you know, work on cloning something uh, more akin to uh, humans like, you know, chimpanzees, um, but maybe they're more expensive. Mm-hmm. They're more fun. More fun too, and they have more personality. Uh, they eat bananas, so and they rabbits, eat bananas. rabbits just sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, but they are mammals at least. Uh, they are mammals. They, they have a lot of the same kinds of systems and stuff. It's uh, they could get closer, but uh, <laughs> a, a group of they they clone a group of humans with red eyes. Mm-hmm. That would be scary. That would be scary. What's up, red eye? Uh, um, so anyway um, what else happens in the video oh the important part (laughs) yeah please we haven't gotten to the interesting stuff yet so um, as he's as he's uh, explaining uh, the situation to the viewer something falls uh, from above potentially the ceiling uh, maybe from a high shelf and uh, you know they kind of he kind of stops his little speech and uh, turns around and he sees that there's another white rabbit on, on this top shelf, uh, you know, and, and it's, uh, that's when the drama gets, uh, gets going and they, they get kind of freaked out and, you know, what's going on? Which one is that one? And it, uh, you know, the assistant comes in and says, Oh God, it's 15, which is the same number on the rabbit that, uh, that Hallowax is holding. Um, and then he says, um, don't let them near each other. He kind of, you know, moves the rabbit he's holding away from the other one. Potentially, if they got close to each other, uh, something bad would happen. Uh, and potentially, this has to do with the Casimir effect, you know, two, uh, two like objects, you know, in close proximity, you know, create some sort of force, or you can observe some sort of force there. So, uh, and Justin, as I mentioned to you earlier, one of the things, uh, uh, you know, I said, I, I, they, I said in this video, they said some stuff I never want to hear people say, yeah, and uh, that thing is, you know, don't put the two rabbits close to each other. <laughs> I never want to hear anyone say that because that's very scary. That uh, that if two rabbits get close, something uh, scary could happen. So there's your answer to that question. All right, good one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh God, it's fifteen. Don't let them near each other. Is not something I ever want to hear uh-huh. someone say. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, ra- so, the, the nearness of rabbit should not be exactly. A the nearness of rabbit. I like that as a title for a for a, a warm introspective book. <laughs> I can I can see that a journey into the soul. Mm-hmm. The nearness of rabbits. Interesting. I like that. Um, it's got Edith Wharton written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He says, he asks the assistant, when did you set the shift? She says negative 20, which presumably means 20 minutes, um, you know, uh, I guess sort of T minus 20 minutes, something like that, or or 20 minutes ago she said it, or she said it for 20 minutes. Oh, that's what it is. She said it for 20 minutes, which, and he says, you know, how long? And she goes, nine minutes. 
which potentially means, you know, it's been 11 minutes since she said it. Is that, was that your interpretation? And that there's nine minutes until the shift starts? Uh, or, or she said it negative 20 and, and, and there's nine minutes. So it takes 29 minutes for the shift. I'm not sure how to look at that. Yeah, it's weird to say negative 20. Um, uh. <laughs> I think they're trying to be sort of scientific here, you know, okay. with their with their with their dialogue. But if we're talking about a time, I mean, I don't think scientists are that crazy. I mean, I well, think I, you know, they're capable of saying 20 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think rabbits really have a Casimir effect when you put them together, <laughs> either. Um, I mean, I guess they do, maybe literally, but literally, but not some kind of catastrophic thing we need yeah. to be afraid of. Um, uh, it just uh, when did you set the shift? Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, when did you set it? Negative 20. Okay, how long? Nine minutes. I mean, obviously, how long should mean how long do we have left or something? Yeah, that was my guess. Okay, which means if, if it was negative 20, um, then, that, then if he says how, obviously, obviously this isn't the shift, right? Because he says how long. Um, so this yeah. isn't the shift, so it doesn't take 20 minutes. So if it's negative 20, how, when did you set it? Negative 20 should have meant 20 minutes ago. Oh, maybe maybe negative 20 means like maybe negative 20 means like 20 minutes before some amount of time, like like 20 minutes before the hour or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that seems too um, doesn't seem relative enough because he would need to know what time it was specifically then, you know, to 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 really know what that meant, right? Then he asks how long, so and then that tells him, um, and then that tells him how how much there is left. Oh, maybe maybe the idea is she said it she said it for twenty minutes. Oh, this is, I think this is what it is. She said it for 20 minutes, but it was sort of happening now, and there was nine minutes left. They expected it to be to happen nine minutes from then, but it happened sooner. Because she says nine minutes, but we're still learning how to dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay. So maybe the idea is it was happening sooner than they expected. Like, she said it for 20 minutes, or 20-whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, when, did you, when did you set it? Negative 20. I feel like I'm almost close to understanding this, but I had something along those lines. Okay. It should have taken 20 minutes, but it but it only took nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it only took 11. Oh, 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 maybe, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. She said it for 20, but then it took nine minutes. Yeah, I, th- I think that interpretation could work, too. Um, but yeah, see, yeah, see, in your case, she's saying sort of, you know, how long until the 20 minutes are up. Uh, in my case, I'm saying how long did it take for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. All he says is how long, so um, that's a little bit ambiguous. Yeah, how uh, like she said it for 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 you know for 20 minutes 
how long did it how long has it been since you said it? It's been nine minutes since I said it. You know. So yeah. I, I can see that way too. I can see that way too. Yeah. Uh, and she says, but we're still learning how to. The idea that, you know, we're still learning how to means that it should mean it happened sooner than they expected. Yeah. Because obviously they weren't expecting this to happen. Yeah, clearly. Um, By the behavior. Unless they're just great actors. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, uh, he looks at the uh, candle slash uh, hallowax, looks at the... Um, Looks at the camera and, and, and says, you know, why is that still running? The the director, cinematographer guy says, uh, he told me to keep the camera running. The transcript says he told me to keep the camera running. I don't really hear a he. I can, I kind of hear a you. Um, it, oh, no, not that. Yeah, I mean, he, you know. he kinda, uh, was supposed to be in that case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those. I can't, I can't distinguish a he. Um, I can almost hear you, but I, I, I almost don't hear anything because he, it's coming right off of the previous statement. When, why is that still running? Yeah. Kind of, I don't know. It kind of flubs that that first word. Yeah. So either someone, someone told, told him to keep, the, to keep running, the camera running, <laughs> or a candle told him to keep the camera running. Um, yeah. Someone, someone said this. Yeah. Whether it was uh, some other person or him. Uh, And then the camera cuts to an upside-down frame of someone riding a bicycle through the barracks. That, I think that's that shot we've seen before. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Juliet recruitment uh, mm-hmm. thingy, and uh, and also uh, 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 and also in the video when Ben's dad showed up on the island. Mm-hmm. Now, during this time, I forgot to mention, uh, you hear a female voice counting backwards from 10 and cut, uh, cutting off at 3. Uh, so potentially, you know, it was counting down to something. It kind of sounds like the lockdown, um, or at least reminds me of the lockdown countdown. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, I'm not, I can't guess what's going to happen in three seconds. Um, what do you think? Me either. I don't even remember that part. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, you gotta you gotta be listening for it, but it's there. It's it's right right after you know uh, the assistant says negative twenty. You can hear this countdown, and um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Something's gonna happen. Uh, uh, and yeah, I don't in know the what that means. In the transcript, uh, I didn't hear this, but in the transcript it says uh, Candle's voice can be heard very faintly mentioning quote harvesting. Um, and then, uh, and then after the chaos, it cuts the cuts back to candle, everything normal, and he starts the the beginning of the orientation from scratch, and uh, and then the, and the film cuts off. Yeah. And he calls the orchid. He says the orchid is not a biological research unit, as opposed to station, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Unit. Unit. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they cut him off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the orchid is not a botanical research. We apologize. Uh, yeah. So, um, a couple of the other things. Um, in the video, um, we see a flash, a uh, frame or two, of, uh, of De Groot. Um, and then we see the Hanzo building, and we see um, 
the very scary uh, subliminal message, Jacob, Jacob loves you as he, lo- I'm sorry, God loves you as he loves, loved Jacob. Um, and I think we probably talked about that before, the idea that it said love Jacob, yeah. the idea that Jacob's dead or no longer around or, you know, not a present tense version of the love. Yeah. Or maybe God doesn't love Jacob anymore or something. You can look at that a lot of ways. Up, uh, when that originally came on um, in uh, uh, not in Portland, uh, uh, maybe it's just referring to the biblical Jacob. And it could be referring to the biblical Jacob, yes. Although, maybe he still loves him in a sense. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't want to get into theology, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, um, that Jacob shouldn't be alive anymore, so. Wow. Um, but, uh, but obviously the implication is uh, something to do with the Jacob on the island. Does make me wonder uh, if Dharma knew anything about Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously this video has a lot of cuts and a lot of strange editing, which, you know, you know, this is obviously, you know, it was made in sort of the 70s, so this is, this is you know, film, and, uh, you know, we know these are films, so in order to get those splices, in order to get those frames, someone has to put those in there. Uh-huh. Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh. Here we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go with what? I don't know, the the... the... The technical aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I mean, you watch the thing and you just kind of assume, you know, you, you, I mean, even me, I get caught up with the idea that, you know, obviously the suspension of disbelief that this is real, blah, 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 and that these, these cuts are just sort of in there. Um, but with the film, you know, you, you got those things are, you know, have to be physically put in there. Um, so why someone would, I mean, obviously some of those things, uh, you know, you can understand why they, why they put them in there. Um, but you know, the upside down bicycle rider, um, why put that in there? You know, um, I guess it looks nice for the video, but you know, and, and any sort of rational idea of someone putting this film together doesn't really make any sense. Um, um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, the beginning, you know, he's, uh, Candle slash. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call him Hallowax. Okay. Because uh, I feel like that's who he really is. Oh really? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Um. You know, he says he he'll uh, he never he'll never get used to wearing makeup, and then and then the 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 director or whoever this guy is says you look great. <laughs> I love that. You look great. It takes away the shine, and he goes, "Who cares if I shine? I'm a scientist, not a you know potentially he's gonna say actor." Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, I feel like he really is a scientist, um, and, um, I feel like, I feel like this was, I don't know, I feel like this film was more behind the scenes, um, and so, I don't know, I want to, I want to believe he's, he's Hallowax. Um, I, I would be more inclined to believe that if he... If he used that name in one of the sort of informal one of the segments, yeah. uh, not uh, yeah. in the actual, you know, the only time he says his name is when he's doing the the actual, you know, spiel for the, uh, you know, for the orientation video. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing. So you were saying on podcast that he is an actor. I, no, 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 no. What I, what I, what I was trying to say was that he, he is not an actor. That, oh. that I, what, what I meant was that he, he was acting in the, and he was acting in the other films. You know what I mean? Oh, 
Okay. Like he like when he says he's Marvin Candle, he's really not. He's at, he's pretending, you know, he's I pretending see. to be all these people. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's not it's not as though he's really giving some kind of performance, except in the sense that yeah, I mean, he's probably got some set things to say. You know, it's a uh, it's a uh, any sort of uh, hiding his identity, but um, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to know what you mean by. You know, in this context, it's hard to know what 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 the difference between being an actor and not being an actor would be. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say if he gave his real name, you know, he wouldn't be an actor or something like that. But I I don't know that that you know makes that big of a difference. Um, yeah. You know, like you could go on TV and give an interview and use a assumed identity, you know, because you want to protect yourself or something, and it doesn't seem like you're acting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, that's. I feel like that's the kind of thing he's doing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's acting like someone would give a lecture or something like that. You know, it's it's. I don't know. It doesn't yeah, seem like acting I, to me, so that's why I. I, I see what you're saying. It's a valid point. Um, I, I just I don't really know how to interpret his uh, his different appearances. Uh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess he's he's making up these pseudonyms, uh, I, presumably for some important reason. Um, why? I mean, why does it matter that he's Wickman in one, or mm-hmm. you know, and 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 Candle in another? Um, I mean, if anybody sees, if if any one person sees <laughs> these yeah. two, they're gonna they're gonna know. And um, why not just use a different person if it's important to you know keep the anonymity or something, or keep or make it dis- distinguished. Make a distinction between yeah. different uh, um, guys in the video, but um, yeah, it seems like if they really, I mean, they could use different people. They don't have to use him for all the videos. Yeah, well, and, yeah, but it seems like they do have to use him for some reason. Like well, for whatever reason, he's the guy they have to use. What I'm saying is, <laughs> there's not a clear reason why they would have to use him. If if they if they yeah. really wanted to, like you know, uh, use you know, have different identities and not let people know that it was the same person talking to them, they could have. You know, in theory, it seems like they could have used different people, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, they they didn't uh, for some reason. I I think um, the thing that struck me as really odd about this is uh, it's being dubbed as an orientation video, but um, the way it actually plays is more like like outtakes or a blooper reel, you know, of an orientation video, like these little like you know, miss a mishap during an orientation video, you know, and mm-hmm. and and a little bit of like behind the scenes footage of him getting his makeup put on and you know, it's not um it's not it's obviously not the the final version at all. Um, I feel like maybe in the show we'll see the final version and get and get some more information. And and I think uh what sets this video apart a little bit is the implication that we're we're gonna we we were gonna see an experiment. Uh, that he was going to show us something to do with uh, with what's going on here, uh, yeah. But we didn't get to that part, you know. It sort of cuts off before that. Yeah, I'm um, guessing it would have been something like what he did in the other videos, some kind of demonstration of some standard task they were supposed to do there, mm-hmm. um, involving the rabbit. Uh, uh, otherwise, it's just a prop. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so I would guess I would guess that he would go through the motions of something. Yeah, that's that is what it seemed like. Um, and the other thing is he um, 
you know, he has full use of his arms in this one. Yeah. Um, so potentially he was faking in another one in, in the, uh, which was it, the Swan video? Yeah. Where he didn't sort of use his arm? He he appeared to have usage of his arm in the in the Pearl video. Um, and uh, the Swan was, I guess, yeah, the one where he supposedly didn't. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. Um, about the idea of him using different names, um, the, the other thing we brought up that's pretty odd is um, in, in episode 20, the, the man behind the curtain, when Ben and his dad arrived on the island, you know, they used him in that video, in that sort of mm-hmm. registration room, you know, welcoming them to the island. You know, if they all see this fucking guy as soon as they get there, mm-hmm. you know, how hard is it going to be for if they talk to each other to figure out that they saw the same guy in their orientation videos under different names. Yeah, I think you brought that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and now, there's the idea that you get about, you know, they're supposed to keep secret that it's a, you know, that they, well, no, that they've been told it's a botanical research station, but it's not. And, like, reconciling that with, you know, what we talked about earlier with the pearl and the swan and the secrecy involved, but the fact that they get replacements and mm-hmm. how how the, the secrecy is supposed to be maintained uh, mm-hmm. in, in an atmosphere like that, you know, you're, you're, it just doesn't seem very um, plausible to maintain something like that. Yeah, I, you brought up a lot of stuff. Um, uh-huh, I know. <laughs> I think in the orientation video uh, for for the, the like the registration, uh, we don't see him give his name. Yeah. So presumably, when when you know when when someone comes to the station, they see, you know they watch the registration video and then they go and maybe see another orientation video for a different station. Uh, they will assume that he you know they'll know he's the same guy, but they'll assume whatever name he gives is his real name. Um, so at least they don't give them, you know, give one name in the registration and another, yeah. you know, in a different orientation video. And then you're really crazy. Mm-hmm. The only way, you know, the only way you'd really question is if you saw more than one video orientation video or, you know, you talk to someone else and, 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 you know, you, I guess, break protocol and maybe say, oh, I saw this video with the guy from registration. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, um, which would be bad. Now the idea that, um, that the viewer of the Orchid video um, has been telling their 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 family and colleagues has been deceiving them. Is that is that, that was, that's what he said, right? Um, let me get the direct quote here. Do 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 do. It goes. Uh, we apologize for asking you to deceive your family and colleagues. This is, of course, in the interest of their own security. Um, and he says, as you know, doubt have surmised, uh, this is not a botanical research unit. So uh, somehow, you know, the viewer has figured it out by this point. Um, yeah. How could, I don't know how that could be. I'm guessing um, just by inspecting the contents of the station, it's clear they're not doing that. The, the non-presence of botanical research items. Well, I mean... I mean, I, I mean, obviously we can only speculate at this point, but I, I would love to know how, you know, how is someone going to view this film? I mean, are they are they working at this? Are they assigned to this station? And they're, I mean, presumably they they're doing something with botanical research, right? I mean, they have to be they have to have some sort of cover. Um, and then at a certain point, you're saying maybe maybe this this worker figures it out, and then they're shown this video. 
No, I assume that I assume that you know uh, whoever gets chosen to go to this place, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how they assign the stations, but somehow they they pick the crew for this station, right? And I guess what I'm assuming is they were told that uh, that this is that, that they're going to go do botanical research. But um, why would why would they have surmised before they've seen the video that it's not botanical research? Well, if they're if before they go there, that's what they think. Well, I'm I'm about to get there with my attempt. Uh, uh, I I think uh, the the first problem I have with my theory already is uh, they if they think they're going for botanical research, they should get people who would know how to do botanical research. And if they get there and they're supposed to do something completely unrelated, seems like a bad idea. Um, you know, you you want to get people who specialize in the thing you actually want to do, not botanical research. So um, so that's one problem with my theory already. Um, well, yeah, it depends, though. You know, I, I guess it depends on how they're recruiting people. I mean, obviously, they, you know, they recruit people with certain skills, um, but maybe some of the things, you know, that they need them to do, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, skills in that in that area. Um, Could be. I, I, don't I know. guess I'm assuming, you know, they're they're bringing the entire staff, you know, including the people who do need to know what they're doing, and somebody's got to know what they're doing. I would think. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would think that this Getting is the first thing done. you see when you come to the station. You know, now I think I think that's sort of true. What what I'm imagining is something like the Swan or the Pearl, where in both cases they saw the place, then saw the film. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they walk in okay. there and they observe a place that seems to have nothing to do with botanical research, <laughs> and okay. they think, okay, something's up. Then they're shown the video, and that's the context in which he can say. You know, as you've no doubt surmised. But then he says, we apologize for asking you to deceive your... Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was thinking I was thinking that uh, the apology was that they have been deceiving their family and colleagues for some time. Yeah. But but the idea is, now that you know the truth, yeah. we, we're ha- we, ha- we need to ask you to keep that secret. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, that's... Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that's that's my. I, I still I still wonder about how they recruit people. Uh, it just seems like a bad idea. You know, it's like we're gonna go do physics. Let's bring all the physicists, and then well, no, we're really gonna do chemistry. Sorry, guys. I hope you're ready. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> chemistry and physics is all the same. Um, I would, you know, I would suspect that maybe with something like this. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of secret projects going on, on the island. You know, one group of people are you know aren't supposed to know what the other group are doing. Yeah. Um, but maybe they don't rotate people out like they like they did in the in the in the Swan. Yeah. Um, so um, because Which, I mean I, because you know one idea of the Swan is that it's supposed to be an experiment, and if you're going to have an experiment, you yeah. want to test more than two people. Right. Um, and then and then in, the, in the later stages, at least of the Swan, it didn't appear to require any kind of expertise. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. to, to run it. So, mm-hmm. and neither did the pearl. Really, you just had to observe. Yeah, you just had to be able to, you know, see stuff on the screen and like write with your hand. I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, for a, for a, you know, a big research group, it's not clear that they were doing all that much research based on the stations we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, I guess uh, there's some research involved in, in observing the people in Swansea, some kind of psychology. Uh, the flame mm-hmm. appears to just be for communications. There doesn't appear, appear to be research going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the looking glass didn't look like a research station, although I guess no. it could have been, but it certainly didn't appear to be one. The closest no. thing to a real research station that I can think of is the Hydra. 
you know, that, that the hydra, hydra, yeah. I mean, they had, the, you know, they had the medical station, but, um, the medical uh, station, you know, yeah, which you could, you could do something there. You could do, you could do something there. Yeah. Yeah. You could do something there. That's, that's possible. Um, um, although it seemed, it seemed to me to be more like a, like a, like a Dharma hospital than a, than yeah. a research station, but they do research in hospitals. So whatever. Um, uh, that you could do research there certainly, but um, I think the the Hydra really explicitly appeared like they were doing animal research. Um, you know, it had had the right kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, other, other places didn't seem to have them. It could be that the idea that they were into all of these facets of research um, is just not true, and that maybe potentially, um, you know, this uh, this. Orchid was their big project. Yeah. Uh and that's where they were focusing all their all their main efforts and that the, you know, what was going on in the swan and the pearl were were, you know, a different thing. Um but like the idea that they had like these six big things that they were researching, maybe they maybe they really didn't. I don't yeah. know. Right. Well, and then there's also, you know, a point worth making that um and I think what you're saying is pretty reasonable that you know i think a real research place would look would look more like you know the lab juliet was in mm-hmm. um you know in her flashback that that looks like the kind of place where research might actually go on and uh that's the kind of place that isn't that exciting to explore mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know it's a lot of uh paperwork files and like little stations and uh Sounds great and yeah it's just not it's just I not i can't exciting. wait till they open that file <laughs> It's it's exciting for the people doing the research, but for a random person who goes in there, it's probably going to be pretty boring. So um, I think I think that might be part of the reason why the, the stations don't look like research stations. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of designed to look interesting more than look like research places. Yeah. So um, you know that's whatever that's that's a meta thing. So they could still be you know in theory doing research even if it doesn't look like they're doing much. They're supposed to be doing research. But, yeah. Yeah. We're just supposed to believe they were somehow. And where's, where's all their findings? Where's all their paperwork? Where's all the anything? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a great point. That's, that's the, the idea kinda... that the idea that the others cleaned out the uh, the staff station, the medical station. Where did they put all that stuff? Oh, I forgot. They put it in the room, the hidden room. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hidden room. Yeah, I forgot about all that equipment in there. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um. Yeah, that did that did solve a mystery. I, I gotta give them that. Um, yeah, I'm like they didn't they didn't drag that stuff like, some other part of the island. They're great furniture movers somehow. <laughs> uh, oh, they just dragged it down the hall. Big deal. Yeah, uh, it's all they all got wheels on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was that was good. Um, at least in terms of resolving something. But uh, I guess. I guess I, I tend to still believe they were supposed to have been doing research, but but it do, it does seem as though some projects ought to have been more important than others, and and uh, and maybe this really is the one of the you know the primary thing. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, if not the only thing. You know. And it could be that they're um, that you know that they're related. That whatever they're doing, like if if this this orchid project is their main thrust. Uh, it could be that you know whatever they were really doing with the swan uh, was you know obviously the electromagnetic mag- properties are related, but maybe the psychological parts related too mm-hmm. um, somehow. Um, 
you know, they, they get they get data from that and it helps with whatever they're doing at the Orchid or something. Yeah. So, they, you know, it could be all interrelated. And, of course, you know, we we know that there's ba- polar bears and uh, a Dharma shark and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were definitely doing something with animals and, of course, the rabbits. Um, now, and here's a little, here's a quick question. Um, you know, we, we saw Ben have a rabbit. He did his old rabbit trick uh, yeah. to Sawyer that time. That was very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, maybe that rabbit was going crazy because uh, of this, like, casimir effect or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was some rabbit that was researched and experimented on. But, um... Uh, my my one little question is: I, I wonder, did Ben get that rabbit from the orchid station, yeah, or did he get know, it from? I, I just, I just had a weird thought about that episode that I can't believe I never thought of. Um, are we supposed to believe that that bunny really did have an implant in it, like he said it did? Or wait a minute, no, no, no. The big revelation was he he showed it was still alive. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, what did happen to it? And never, I, I don't think I ever thought about what really happened to it. I, what What did he say? I forget. <laughs> did he say? Um, I forgot how he explained. Oh, I think he said is. he like drugged it or something, and and uh, and so it just you know he just gave it like a tranquilizer or something. I oh, I forgot. It was a number eight bunny, not a number 15 bunny. Yeah, it was an eight bunny. Number eight bunny. It was an eight bunny with, it was an eight bunny Stephen King reference because oh, right. it was a red eight on its back, which is how Stephen King described it. Not, um, not a black eight on its side, which is more along the lines of what they show in this video. Yeah. Well, from the picture I'm seeing, it's a red eight on the back, uh, the black eight on the back. Oh, it's a black eight? Yeah, it's a black eight. Really? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was red. I know. He says, yeah, Ben says he only gave the bunny a sedative, then places it back in its bag. Uh, I think that's a lie. That's not red. Well, I'm looking at a picture. It looks black to me. Uh, if you go, if you search for bunny on Lostpedia, uh, it shows you the pictures, and it uh, definitely does not look black. You mean red? <laughs> red. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. I should right. stop drinking during the podcast. I, I think I'm thinking of its red eyes. Yeah, the red eyes. I, I think that's where I got red from. Um, but it is on its back. <laughs> It is on its back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, and and the bunny, you know, it, it could have the fifteen on its side because it'd be strange to hold that bunny. Yeah, like hold its ass towards the camera, <laughs> right, like the right. whole side. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks a lot better the way they wanted to shoot it. So yeah, yeah, I agree. That's probably, but it's 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 clearly some kind of reference to that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously they're Stephen King fans. An eight on a bunny's back. I mean, that's got to be some sort of reference, right? Oh, by some kind of reference. I didn't even. I wasn't even talking about that anymore. What I meant was, <laughs> I can't keep up with you. What I meant was the fifteen on the bunny in the new film is a reference to the eight on the bunny in the episode. Oh, sure, sure. You know, not, not obviously not by the makers of the video in the context of the thing, but by the people who made, you know, actually made the video. The writers, you mean? Yeah, the writers. Okay. The writers, yeah. 
um, yeah, they're they're hearkening back to that um, by having a bunny with a number on it. A white bunny with a number um, on it. Maybe so, the idea is that there are, you know, I would say, here's my little theory real quick, that there are um, that there are a certain number of rabbits, either, you know, either, you know, 42 rabbits total or maybe just six rabbits total, corresponding to the numbers. Okay. They, uh, and I guess I shouldn't say total. I should say that there are either 12 rabbits or 84 rabbits. That each rabbit. <laughs> okay, here's my, okay, here's my point. Point. It's getting really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and a ra- the rabbit walks into a bar and he says, "No." Um, well, my point is, okay, okay. Is it there twelve rabbits or eighty-four rabbits? Yes. Oh, I think. Okay, Where are you I getting think, those numbers? Okay, I think that there are that there are for each rabbit. Okay, it's hard <laughs> to explain this. Okay. Say there's six rabbits, right? And each rabbit yeah. it cor- has a number on it. 4, yeah. 8, 15, 16, 42. 32, yeah. 42, 24. 23, 42. Thir- yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. I think that each rabbit has a clone of itself, okay? So if okay. there are six rabbits with the number, then that means mm-hmm. there's 12 rabbits. Okay. okay. My The other idea is that, they're, that they just have one rabbit – from one through the end of the numbers, which is 42. So there's 42 rabbits, each with a clone, which is 84 rabbits. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Okay. So, you know, however many rabbits there are, okay, but I think it has something to do with the numbers. Okay, Obviously, I thought you were just pulling those numbers out of your ass. <laughs> like, what <laughs> no, the no. fuck is he talking about? <laughs> there's there's got to be 12 rabbits or 84 rabbits. Nothing in between. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's basically, yeah, two stems of the same theory. The only difference is how many rabbits there are. Yeah. But the idea is that each rabbit has a clone of itself, an, an, identi- an identical genetic copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they're, they're, you know, this corresponds with the Casimir effect, okay? Okay. So that the idea of these two rabbits can't be together because of this force that would be, you know, um, I mean, I don't really know. From what I understand, the Casimir effect, the the force between the between them, I mean, the, it's an attractive force, but the like density of the force like decreases with the the, the closer they get together. So I, you know, seems like keeping them together. I mean, putting them together wouldn't do a lot, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but they observed it by putting things close together. Yeah, exactly. Um, so possibly the the writers, you know, not quite you know, <laughs> dealing with the full ramifications um, of, the, mm-hmm. of the theory. Well, yeah, and so anyway, my little theory is that, you know, they're sort of cloning these, they're cloning these rabbits to sort of study and observe this Casimir effect on, like, a living animal or something like that. Um, and the other idea, that it, it could be this idea, you know, people have put out ideas of parallel worlds and parallel dimensions, stuff like that. You know, there's there's the idea that you know two two objects can't uh, can't occupy the same space or else they'll annihilate each other, and and I think in science fiction there's that idea of you know you, you take you know uh, you take one you know one particle and then you take its exact you know mirror from another dimension or something and you put them together and you'll get some explosion. So maybe these rabbits are the exact same rabbit, one from a different dimension or something, and if they got close together. Kablamo! Mm-hmm. Uh, if they touched each other, because they are the exact same rabbit, yeah. basically. So uh, you know, those are some things to think about. Luckily, um, 
rabbits don't have the full range of self-awareness, so they probably wouldn't be as disturbed by seeing themselves as we would be. Yeah, they don't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Just another oh, rabbit. Another white rabbit. Mm-hmm. That must be me. <laughs> Give me a carrot to calm my nerves. <laughs> uh, I like your rabbit. It's kind of... <laughs> It's kind of dry as a humor. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I like to drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what else do we need to talk about? So, uh, so, um, uh, so you, I want to get back a little bit to this thing. Uh, so, you think uh, Benny? Uh, <laughs> sorry, you know, Benny, uh, hi, an old nickname, huh? <laughs> you guys are you guys are best buds. <laughs> I was gonna call him Henry, and that's what fucked me up. Um, uh, you think you think Ben was lying when he said he just gave the bunny a sedative? I think Ben is lying when he opens his mouth about anything. Okay. Um. I yeah. I I it just doesn't seem like. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a show. They shot it a strange way, but uh, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would happen if you gave an animal a sedative. Uh, yeah, and I think we didn't know that at the time. It, it really mm-hmm. seems. To, it seems to be like bubbling or something. Like, it's going to, like, blow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it seemed like there was something seriously wrong with the rabbit. Um, and he was shaking it, you know. Um, I guess the shaking was to sort of give the illusion that it was, you know, the increased heart rate that caused it to collapse. Yeah, um, why would a sedative... Um, oh, I guess maybe, like, the increased heart rate made the sedative pump through the bloodstream faster, which made it pass out faster? Maybe. I didn't even think like that. I thought, I thought like, they just gave it a sedative and they knew how long it would take. And mm-hmm. so they just timed it out right. But, you know, your, your, your theory is plausible. <laughs> I try to think a little on the logical side of things. Uh, I try to, you know, line up the sort of clues to make sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, the idea that they knew how long it would take, you know, works. But you, I, I don't know if you can count on that. Um, you know, Probably but uh, if they, but, if they uh, can get it within a certain amount of time, it'll work. You know, he can mm-hmm. just shake it as long as it's not, you know, like shit. It's, it's gonna be another five minutes before he passes out. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna sit here and shake this for a long time. Uh, uh, yeah. As long as they can get reasonably close, I think that would work. But I, I don't know if that's you know reasonable or not. And and the idea that that uh, you know the heart pumping more, the bloodstream circulating faster would uh would you know disseminate the sedative quick i mean that 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 seems reasonable to me mm-hmm. not being a doctor uh <laughs> what <laughs> you gave me a physical yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yikes <laughs> um so <laughs> um <laughs> What was the whole reason that why did he oh he, uh Ben was trying to convince Sawyer that he had an implant and that uh that if his heart beat too fast he would die? Yeah. That seems that seems like a boring waste of time. What was the point of that? Uh, what did he want Sawyer to do? I forget. Well, the the big thing was uh the big thing was like he wanted to control him, but then then the big thing was the only way to get a con man con man's respect is to con him. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh god. It was a combination of control and respect that he but what did he what was he trying to control him? What? Oh well, you know, Sawyer Sawyer had been getting a little bit feisty, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, and that was why they uh 
they did it, you know, supposedly. Yeah, okay. You know, he's been a troublemaker. And they just wanted to, like... But then he... But, uh... But so now, I mean, at the end, he's supposed to, Sawyer's supposed to, st- I mean, not that it matters, they've escaped, but he's supposed to stay in line now that he's got, now that, now that he respects Ben or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, actually, actually, the thing that's supposed to keep him uh, originally is, uh, uh, you know, he shows him they're on another island. Mm-hmm. So that, that's supposed to, like, make him give up his hope, which it does. Yeah, it seems like all you have to do, skip the bunny part, just tell him there's no way he can escape. That should have the same effect, right? So, but he also has his respect because he's come in and he conned him. So it's you know it's cumulative. Do you think if you con a con man, he would he he would hate you for no. tricking him? Like no, most he loves people. You. Oh, he loves you. Oh, I see. It's the inverse con man rule. <laughs> exactly. The inverse con man principle. I, I I studied that in in college. I C M P. Yeah. I C M P. Yeah. Uh, I see him pee. What? <laughs> what? Oh, God. Okay. Um, uh, gotta love that four-year-old humor. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kindergarten next year, oh. so maybe they'll they'll learn me right. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, uh, it's not the best, but I I believe that's what we're supposed to believe. I, I, yeah. I think that's 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 what I'd like to call the runaround. Yeah, when you yeah. have uh, when you have plot points that are just they're great when you're watching them, but they really don't add up to anything. Yeah, they're, I mean they're basically fucking around with us and filling time until they. They escape. really are just <laughs> killing time to the big reveal at the end that they could have skipped to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really. Um, yeah, <laughs> wasn't really need to do that. So what's this thing that falls in the video, man? It, I mean, is it a light bulb? I mean, you don't hear anything break. Um, I mean, I'm assuming what I assumed it was was something from the top shelf and that the bunny sort of jumped up there and knocked it down, which is why, you know, they were sort of aware that it was up there. Yeah. Um, which I didn't really it, know bunnies ooh. could jump that high. Actually, it looks like a light bulb. I, I, I just sort of watched that little part. And it looks like a light bulb. It looks like a huge ass light bulb. That's, but it's not falling like, you know, li- like upside down like a light bulb would fall if it fell from the from the socket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't break. Uh, and it doesn't sound like it breaks. And the assistant comes in and picks something up, presumably the thing that fell. Yeah. And if it was a if it was a broken light bulb, she wouldn't be able to pick it up so easily. You yeah. Know? And one fell swoop. So I can't even imagine what that was. It. Uh, I'm gonna freeze it here. It looks like a really big light bulb, <laughs> like a novelty-sized light bulb. Or maybe in the 70s, light bulbs are bigger. I don't know. But it looks like a like three times the size of a normal light bulb. Mm-hmm. And, and it falls right side up, which is which you know it shouldn't do if it was coming from a socket. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and bunnies. I don't. I don't know if they're especially those. Those bunnies look big and fat. I mean, how how big? How far can they jump? They are pretty big. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. Like, man, that's a they, big bunny. And they seem pretty lethargic. They are really lethargic. I love like, or maybe they they're getting sedatives. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I love when they 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 show the the second fifteen on top of the little shelf, and they're all scared, and it's just sitting there like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's all the commotion? <laughs> yeah, I'm number fifteen. What's it to you? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, bunnies just don't care. Yeah, bunnies aren't the best actors. No, not really. They just kind of they just kind of like hang out. They're like, "What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up, bitches? I'm a bunny." When I see them in the wild, they're pretty. They they run pretty far. Um, yeah, I mean fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, these these rabbits seem very strange. I think they're like New Zealand rabbits. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> that's not a joke. Um, I think I read that they're like that's that's the name of them. They're like uh, really. Well, this says on Lostpedia the bunny is a white New Zealand. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that that's a type like of a joke light bulb. Like it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> I keep looking at it, um, trying to, uh... Yeah, it's a white, white New Zealand rabbit. That's a kind of, uh, it's a kind of rabbit. Okay, yeah, I really thought you were just making shit up. <laughs> um, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, um... Rabbits scare me, dude. They're, they're, they're weird. Uh, I've never been a rabbit fan. No. No, I mean I'm not like, scared of them, but I they they just they're strange. They're very they strange. strange. I mean they're like big guinea pigs, and I've never liked guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are strange animals. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I guess. Uh, um uh, something fell down and then and then they noticed the bunny sitting up there and then uh oh so you don't think they're necessarily related I mean I don't either I I mean it doesn't seem like it it, it really came from where the bunny was you know, uh, and it does look like a light bulb, and that's presumably would be, you know, in the ceiling somewhere. Uh, and maybe the light bulb was big because it's supposed to be like a film, a film light, although film lights don't, like, look like that. Um, at least the ones I've seen, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I I, I want to know, just for, I don't know, mild curiosity's sake, that... Uh, that the version of this that they played at uh, Comic-Con is slightly different, very slightly oh, yeah. different from, uh, as far as I can tell, there's only one difference uh, from the version that ended up on the ABC oh, the website. Yeah, uh, apparently when the commotion happens, uh, not apparently, I saw it. Apparently, uh, don't say it again. <laughs> yeah, don't, um, say, don't say not that and then say it again. Um, I know, it's... Uh, <laughs> When the when the commotion happens in the Comic Con version, you know he says "What the fuck?" something like that. And the uh, in the Reddit version says "What the hell?" You know they yeah. they toned it down a little bit. It was pretty shocking um, to hear uh, Marvin say the f word. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's pretty. You know, uh, not that you need more shock. I mean, obviously he's shocked, but uh, that's it's pretty crazy they would say what the fuck because he's really not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more, um, it makes it a little more intense. I think, uh, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like he's more concerned about what's going on. I think, uh, so, um, and that's the kind of thing that obviously will never be on the show proper. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I feel like it's worth noting that uh, that he said that originally, yeah. um, because uh, it just it plays slightly differently, I think. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I think I think we're supposed. To, I mean, it's not, it's still obvious from the from the edited version that that he's upset um, <laughs> with the situation. Um, but uh, have you? So they they have they have two versions of the same video. I've only seen the edited, the censored one. Well, the uncensored one is is not in a nice form. The only thing they have is people who are at Comic Con, you know, holding their ah. cameras up to the t- TV monitors. The brave men and women who... Yes. <laughs> that was how I watched all the video footage of Comic-Con um, like that. Uh, and that's how I saw the video originally. Uh, that was that was the first version I saw because they Thank hadn't you. released it on the website yet. I see. So, um, uh, but obviously the, <laughs> the edited version has the advantage that the quality is significantly better. The sound is a lot clearer. There was a lot mm-hmm. of lines in the Comic Con version I couldn't understand that uh that come through on the edited version. So Ah. So that's better, of course. But uh but uh but it might be worth looking at. It's it's out there too, um, if you're interested. Well I have to say this whole thing makes me very interested uh you know excited even more so about the next season. Um now that I, you know, now that there's some more mystery going on uh, with, a, you know, a sort of brand new facet of Dharma we had no idea about, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I think at a certain point they're just pulling shit out of their asses, but um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how this whole thing pans out. Yeah, I think you know, if anything, it's it's a good indication of the kind of thing they might have in their mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the farther away you get from something happening, the I, I feel like the less likely they're going to stick to that idea, um, you know, um, very closely. Mm-hmm. But uh, since this just, you know, just came out, they just, you know, probably fairly recently came up with the idea for it. Um, I think it's relevant in that way and how they're thinking about the show right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in that context, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I think they, you know, maybe they'll find this place uh, uh, next season. Oh, that was my question. You didn't answer. Oh, what um, was question. Do you think Ben got the the rabbit that he scared Sawyer with from the orchid station, or do you think oh. there happen to be rabbits at the uh, Hydra station? I mean, it's just a wild guess, but yeah, I. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah. would guess that. I don't know. I really have no idea. I'm assuming they don't necessarily occupy the stations most of the time, so I guess that you know maybe they they got a supply of bunnies from there, you know, originally, mm-hmm. but you know maybe they're not necessarily located there right now, you know, in the context of the show. You know, they might they might have moved them to some other place like the Hydra or, you know. The, the other's village or, or something they, like that. They, they were, you know, there was that scene when they were they were eating the rabbit. Um, presumably this is the same stockpile of rabbits. Oh, yeah, the Alex rabbit. Yeah. And um, also, uh, there was the rabbit that Little Ben had in the flashback, mm-hmm. which I believe didn't have a number on it, but it was a white rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one wonders where he got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know I I don't think he got that from the station at least not directly. Um, 
Yeah, it is. It is interesting. It is curious to uh, wonder how he got. I mean, maybe, maybe they, they, you know, they had. I mean, the rabbits could be indigenous to the island. You know, could I be. mean, they're they're fairly close to New Zealand. You know, if you think logarithmically. Yes, and um, I do. <laughs> uh, you know what that means. Um, but uh, so you know, the rabbits could just be on the island naturally. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, they could have been brought over by Dharma and then cloned. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how Ben got his rabbit. It could just be, you know, his father got him one somehow just to, you know, appease him or something. Yeah. Uh, a little pet or something. I'm or... bored. Here, take a rabbit. Were there, were there rabbits in the classroom? Uh, I don't remember. I don't, mm, not, I don't remember I, either. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe. Just the kind of thing you know they they could have in the class. You know those those elementary schools usually have like animals that the you know class that the students take care of. Yeah, they do, don't they? Forgot about that. Yeah, I could see him. I could see him having a rabbit, but I didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. She was doing that volcano demonstration. <laughs> um, and then there was the whole attack thing. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, you said you don't know. Okay, great. What an answer. <laughs> yeah. What an answer. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really think that, um, you know, uh, but presumably the, um, the orchid is somewhere on the main island. So the idea that Ben, like, went or had someone go just to get a rabbit, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it was important for what he wanted to do. Uh, but I could, you know, they are at a zoological station too, so I could see them having rabbits there. Um, yeah. So you know, it could sort of go either way. Yeah, I feel like they they could very well come from the same sort of pool of rabbits. Uh, but yeah, he, I don't think he necessarily sent someone to the station to extract one rabbit and bring it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I I wonder, you know. I uh, wonder if they're going to try to add more stations. Uh, I, I, guess, I really think uh, they can't. I'm slightly nervous not. about uh, how many stations we have now. Um, seems like, uh, I don't know, I get the impression that they can just throw a station out there uh, whenever they want. And uh makes me a little bit nervous. Well, I think, you know, as far as the Blast Door map, they're good right now. If they have one more station, you know, that's the thing. They, I mean, the Blast Door map isn't all-inclusive anyway, True. Uh, just by nature of how it was created. But um, I think if you just look at the Blast Door map, I think we talked about that. I think they're fine, right? Because uh, I think there's eight stations total. And I think now we've we've seen or heard about eight stations. Um. So if they come out with the ninth station, then it's going to be like, okay, now you guys are going a little crazy. There, uh, is there really eight on there? <sighs> yeah. I thought it was like seven. Well, there's there's eight. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. There are seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven on there. Presumably the Hydra station wouldn't be on there. So that's the thing. I mean, there's... You know, there's seven there's seven stations on the Blastor map, um, and I think is it just one that's crossed out? Yeah, one that's that's in a dotted line. We know exactly what line. four of them are. 
Yeah, one five. that's in the dotted line is crossed off. We actually know what five of them are specifically. Yeah, the arrows on there, uh, the swans on there, staff, uh, the pearls in the middle. I'm sorry, there's eight. There's eight if you count the one in the middle. I, I always forget to count the question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the so, question mark. So there, so there is eight. Uh-huh. Yeah. The pearl, um, uh, the flame is on there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So one, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah, so there's five on there. And then there's one station that's in a dotted line crossed out. Then there's two other stations that are just in dotted lines. Um, so that would be eight total. And and we have the orchid, we have the looking glass, and we have the uh, the hydra. So those are those are three stations that uh, that really shouldn't be on the map. I mean, maybe the orchid, but the looking glass and hydra aren't on the island, so presumably, who you know, Brzezinski couldn't have found them, and maybe maybe he heard about them. Maybe that's why they're in dotted lines or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, that one that's crossed out. Who knows what that means? Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it was there, but I'm wrong. Or yeah. like it's it blew, it blew up or. Um, there's any any number of things. It doesn't seem as though he found the pearl either. Mm -mm. Uh, Yeah, he didn't know what... Yeah, I don't think he found the pearl. He just thought, there's something here. I don't know what. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's largely for the fans. I agree, 100%. (laughs) Right, so we have the swan, the flame, the staff, and the arrow explicitly labeled. Um, And we have the pearl... You know, not explicitly labeled, but we know it's the question mark. So, um, mm-hmm. which leaves three places unaccounted for, um, which have to include uh, all the other places we've seen. Um, and uh, the station that's crossed out has the word unknown with an exclamation mark written by it, underlined. Yeah. Um,. Whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's very. We still never figured out. Remember all the like C, like the CV and the C3 and like all those like sort of designations for the stations. Oh, yeah. I think I think at Comic Con they said what CV stood for. Oh God. Um. It was like it was it was Cerberus something. I think. Uh, oh, Cerberus vent locations. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that is. What does that mean? Cerberus oh, vent. That's that's where it would come out. Oh, I see. Yeah. So maybe maybe Cerberus slash Smokey travels in these underground vents. Yeah, that's, that's actually a get... big revelation if I think about it a little more. Yeah, um, that's huge. <laughs> it didn't seem like much when they said it. Uh, I didn't hear. I didn't know they said that. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was at Comic Con. Unless you watch that, you shouldn't necessarily oh, I know. See. So they just said that. They just okay. said that. Yeah. So, so someone, someone was asking. Someone came up and asked rather, I don't know, glibly. Um, uh, may I call the monster Cerberus? <laughs> <laughs> what did they say to that? <laughs> um, 
they they said yeah, they they gave a jokey response and Damon said you know you know whatever may I call you Cerberus or something and then and and then they had a whole back and forth thing and then eventually <laughs> um, I can imagine the guy was like yes and then he turned into a smoke monster and <laughs> ate everybody. <laughs> Comic Con ends in disaster. Has smoky surfaces in San Diego. <laughs> wow! Now There's that an... would have been publicity right there. <laughs> There's your publicity right there. Forget about the whole, you know, Michael TV Back show. thing. TV show creates <laughs> creates monster <laughs> that threatens uh, Southern California. So. Uh... So basically, uh, they they said, you know, yes, you may, and uh, and also pointed out that CV stood for Cerberus event on the Blastor map. So okay, so presumably, Smokey doesn't necessarily travel uh, on top of the ground all the time. Yes, apparently, I didn't. It really, I didn't even think about the implications. I was just like, okay, whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or it could mean that there's more than one Smokey, and that each one has a radius uh, around each vent. Yeah. Now, as I look at the map, um, most of the CVs are around the Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, three out of four, at least, are around the Swan. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a fourth one in between two of the dotted stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. If we're supposed to believe that, you know, this is basically where you're going to run into it, um, run into Smokey, you know, if he, if he really, you know, I don't know where, where, where can he, can he go anywhere from <sighs> these events? You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, oh, on the, the little notes on the side says CV1, you know, highly unlikely, uh, potentially that means the location is highly unlikely. Um, uh, I'm not sure what that what that really means. Um, then there's that that little that little note alleged location of number four, the flame, but unlikely due to cere- cerebrus activity. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's hard to tell what to make of that, what to even make of the map. I mean, you know, I really don't think Dharma, you know, um, you know, uh, created the stations in this oct- octagon pattern just, you know, just for the aesthetic value of yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, unless there was some reason, you know, specific reason they needed to do that, I, I can't imagine they did that. You know, we've seen. We've seen Smokey at the barracks, which are on sort of the north side of the island. Uh, and if you sort of look at this map in any sort of way, uh, you know, there's no there's no vent really near sort of the north part. Yeah. Uh, depending on what north really is for this thing. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I mean, I guess I would I would just go with the idea that uh, we've seen him near Smokey... the pearl too. Say it again. Um, we've seen him near the pearl too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go with the idea that uh, that you know there's just one Smokey and it can travel through these vents. Uh, why it would need to, I'm not sure, unless it's just sort of faster or something. Um, or maybe it hides underground until it until it needs to come out. I mean, it did try to drag Locke into that hole. 
Uh, I mean, maybe that could have been a vent location. Yeah, you're right. It did. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I mean, why? I don't know why else they'd be a hole in the ground. Maybe it was. Uh, you're assuming this this Blastor map is oriented the normal way. I am because because you know they they landed on the south side of the island and they're fairly close to the Swan Station, so I I figure you know uh, more or less it's it's oriented with with north being at the top of the map and south being at the bottom. Mhm. Okay. Although I feel like they should be closer to the staff than they are to the flame. Um, but, you know, that that's kind of hard to tell, but that's just sort of the sense I got from the show. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm, I, am a, I am a skeptic about actual directions in the show. I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. I believe they're keeping track of that very closely. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with that, well, I think it was the, the final episode where, yeah. like, they all go one direction, the beach is on, you know, the ocean's on one side, and the next shot, the ocean's on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, one of those things. Uh, and I mentioned the, the Stephen King era of a similar type, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. and all he had to do was have the guys go along the beach for the whole book, and it doesn't seem like it could have been hard to keep that straight, but it managed mm-hmm. to happen anyway. So I have a feeling that's not a priority on their list, and so mm-hmm. um, so we may see a, a number of errors in that regard. So that's why I'm I'm just, I'm not that trusting about orientations of things. Yeah, uh, yeah, meaning I'll buy much. that. You know, I mean, it, it's. I mean, obviously, this map is is drawn by a person, you know, Rosinski slash Calvin, who, who, you know, sort of tried to do the best they could. They didn't necessarily have a compass or or any yeah. any real way to figure out what's going on. Um, and, and it seems pretty clear that the scale's got to be off because the you know the the mm-hmm. stations take up a huge portion of what is seemingly the entire island. Um, yeah. And that's you know, there's no way they would they could be that big if that's the whole island. Definitely. So, um, so there's yeah. So there's at least some scale issues, and probably very likely some sort of position location issues because I don't think they're in this nice pattern, and uh, and then orientation on top of that. I mean, you know, yeah. Rosinski, you know, he's making a map blind. What do you want him to do? You know. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he he tried. He made a yeah, lot of he notes. Did it. He made a lot of notes, and he knew some Latin, apparently. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Everyone needs to know Latin. Uh, oh, look at this. It says, uh, there's a little note here about, uh, could be number six. Uh, I don't know what that means, but we know number six is the, uh, the orchid station. Really? Yeah. Where is that note? Uh, the top left corner. Oh, right okay. outside of the map. Could be number six. I don't know what it's referring to. Um, maybe uh, It's sort of close to the one that's crossed out, but, you know. And, uh, I mean, any idea of what the C3 and C4 are on, on the two dotted stations? No. No idea. C three, yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so much shit on. Or other. 
Road or other route of travel? D4? Yeah, it's really it's really strange. I, you know, there's a lot of random notes on here. Yeah. It says mount, mount, uh, mountainous terrain most likely used by DIHG for meteorological research. Um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I remember that DIHG thing. That's yeah, here's a, here's a, another reference to weather research, which we have we've really heard nothing about on the show. Uh, so maybe we'll get another station that does weather weather research. Oh God. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, since the blast star map is is not official. Um, mm-hmm. They aren't quite yet required to strictly adhere to everything that's on it. Um, mm-hmm. So far, everything that's labeled, we've seen. So mm-hmm. um, so he didn't seem to do too bad of a job. Uh, nope. But I guess we can assume possibly he missed something or, uh, you know, um, he was wrong oh. about a station not existing, for example. Yeah, here's a here's a little note. It says uh, questioning subterranean quant, uh, conduit. So there's another idea of this uh, this underground passage for Smokey. Yeah. Well, and the thing that says to me, if this is Dharma equipment, you know, it says to me Smokey is is a Dharma creation. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if the, if the vents that it comes out of are dharmas, you know, then uh, why would they? Then why would Smokey try to attack them? Why would they need that sonic fence? Great question. Um, um I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, no, well, actually, actually, well, let's backtrack. I, I think we're we're uh, jumping to conclusion here. Um, you know, if if we if we go with the idea that 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 hole that he tried to drag Locke into was was a vent, then you know I don't know if Dharma created that hole. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that hole didn't. That hole didn't look like what I imagine these things to look like. So. Yeah. So maybe maybe the vent is isn't. I mean, maybe these conduits exist by, on their own. Maybe Smokey created them. But on may, his maybe own. the vent was at the bottom. You know. Maybe. Uh, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, Maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I know. Maybe I, I know. I, I just, lost I just my don't buy that. With that but uh, <laughs> I just don't buy that uh, that Smokey is a Dharma. I mean, I can buy it's a Dharma creation because you know, it's like the Frankenstein monster effect or something. Yeah. You know, but um, um, but I, you know, the only thing that we've seen that could be a vent is that hole. So I, I don't think the vent necessarily has to be like a man-made construction vent. Um. It doesn't have to be. It could be. But that's I mean, it what could I imagine be. that it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could go either way. I, I, I think I want to. I want to go with the idea that uh, that that they're just holes or something that Smokey can come out of. Because um, presumably, if it's a vent, you can close a vent. You know what I mean? You could trap Smokey in there. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, and of course, maybe it could blast its way out or something. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting ideas put forth by all. Definitely. Some more to think about. Who knew we'd ever come back to the blast door map? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was pretty sure that was done. But I think, you know, whenever they whenever they introduce new big Dharma facilities, it's it's uh Yeah. It's always worth a lot. That's all we got. Yeah, it really is. 
We really didn't. Um... There was that map that Ben had that looked kind of official. Um, I think it had a couple of things on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and there was that map Saeed stole or whatever. Totally the one he got from from, from Rousseau? Uh, no, from uh, oh, oh the yeah, plane. yeah, yeah. The little notebook with the uh, mm-hmm. barracks on it and stuff. It's supposed Man, to be... if Locke hadn't blown that place up, I'm sure there's a ton of information there. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I thought at the time. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, and I think I think they did that to tease us. Yeah. You know, it was like everything you ever wanted to know is here, but you're never going to get it that way. So tough. They got exactly what they needed to proceed with the story, and uh, mm-hmm. no more. And and here here another another thing about Smokey. Uh, you know, it's ta- a little note on the map talking about uh, the the um, the staff station. It says uh, believed to have been abandoned due to AHMDG incident of 1985 or yeah. possible catastrophic malfunction of Cerebra system. So it could be the idea that, you know, they did create Smokey, and he, but any he, he is malfunctioning, or he did malfunction. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's the, that's my, that's my um, pet theory for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which would lead me to ask, um, was the Sonic fence built before or after the malfunction? I mean, did they, did they assume that he might malfunction and built it just in case, or... Did they quickly build that thing after he malfunctioned, <laughs> and he he luckily didn't kill them all before they finished building it? Uh, I, I'm gonna go with. I guess I like the ring, at least in terms of what we've seen of the idea that uh, that they built it um, as a safety precaution, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be needed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that they when they created the thing, they thought, well, you know, something could go wrong. This could be dangerous. Let's build something that that really can keep it out. <laughs> I get a, I can see the scientists who suggest that in the in the uh, in the Dharma meeting, like maybe we should build a sonic fence just in case Smokey malfunctions. Oh, Jensen, you're such a <laughs> pessimist. <laughs> Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> And then when Smokey first attacks, everyone, like, high-fives Jensen. Mm -hmm. Great job, Jensen. Yes, uh, where's my thank you? (laughs) Thanks, Jensen. You're great. (laughs) We should always listen to you. It's about time. It's about time. Now give me a kiss, Juliet. Now about that raise. (laughs) Oh, that too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now about that raise. Uh, I don't know why he's talking to Juliet, but why not? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say uh, it was the Juliet we know. I oh, just said okay. Juliet. It's just someone named Juliet. Fair just enough. Just someone named Juliet. Why not? It's one of those names you hear all the time. It's... Hey, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. His wife, Juliet Jensen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her friends call her JJ. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Wow! You got a whole got a whole story there. I got a whole backstory there. Yeah, <laughs> the Jensen Chronicles. <laughs> I could write a little. I'll write a little thing about a little uh, spinoff kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> oh, the man behind the fence. It means two things. Anyway, it means two things. 
And no more. And no more, no less. It equals two. Um, okay, so how long have we been recording? I forgot we were actually I recording have, here. I haven't paid attention. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess, like, an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good. That's a nice quick one, a little, well, a little one-off podcast. Um, before planned, we go, you know. uh, maybe we can quickly address uh, the fact that Michael's coming back. Sure, let's talk about old Harold T. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> for those who haven't heard, yeah, you want to um, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Harold Harold Perrineau's coming back. Perrineau, Perrineau, Perrineau. Yeah, who knows? I think it's O, but whatever. Um, I think he pronounces it Perrineau. As you... Because <laughs> it's Lindsay Lohan. Oh. Okay. Not Lohan. It's Sometime Lohan. around 1995, he decided to start calling himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it sounded better that way. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, right. So, for those of you who don't know, um, he played the character Michael in seasons one and two. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm before he, you know, departed from the show in the finale of season two, after committing uh, a couple of murders and betraying um, the cast <laughs> by working he with the somebody? You know, I have a question about that. Um, okay. I don't know if we, can, we really can get into it. I just want to ask it, just, just, to, just to, you know, lay it on the floor. Um, lay it on the floor. I hope the floor ain't dirty. It's not really the expression I wanted, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Spread it out all over the floor. I just I just vacuum, so it's okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm just wondering, you know, the others the others took Walt, you know, for some reason, presumably, quote unquote reason, and uh, and were protective of him, and like would only give him back, you know. By you know them getting uh, Jack Hayne Sawyer and and also mm-hmm. uh, Ben, mm-hmm. um, you know back. <laughs> um, I just I just wonder you know I just wonder if it still makes sense how much they seem to care about Walt. Um, you know I don't know it, it just it, it when I think about that story it just it just seems odd that um, you know. I don't know that they cared that much, um, based on what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that they cared that much, and then they were willing to give them up and not really say a word about it again. Um, mm-hmm. What's your question? <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just. The, I guess the question is, you know, um, uh, what's up with that? Yeah, why did they want Wall? Like, and why was that? Why was that such a big deal? And then, a, a who cares? You know, the only real thing I can think is that they had one idea for what they were going to do with Walt and then uh, and Ben, um, and I think it shifted. You know, they had some different ideas, um, and I think you know, um, Michael David Kelly got uh, Malcolm David Kelly, sorry, got older, and they were like, "Ooh, this is crazy." And then uh, they liked um, Emerson. And they liked Ben, you know, and I think I think the, those two things sort of changed their direction. And I think they tried to tie up those loose ends as best they could. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it makes a lot of sense because Walt seemed very important uh, at one point, and then he seemed expendable at another. Um, 
because they could have easily tricked Michael and said, "Ha ha, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna give your boy back." Of course they uh, could have. Yeah. So even though he, you know, I keep my word or whatever. Yeah, um, the guy the guy who shot Locke in cold blood, you know, mm-hmm. for knowing something about Jacob, you know. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe, you know, who pretty much maybe, like, tricked Juliet into staying on the island. I mean, I find it hard oh, to believe. Oh, not to mention killed his dad. Not to mention <laughs> killed his dad and, you know, conspired <laughs> to kill everyone in, in the Tarma camp. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, find hard, I find it hard to believe that he's morally above betraying Michael because yeah. they really need Walt for some higher purpose. I mean, it seems like he's exactly the kind of person who would do that. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, it just it just makes all that hoopla seem weird that they went out they went out specifically looking for Walt and you know, mm-hmm. in the whole season two, uh, you know, uh <laughs> they did they did a lot of shit, you know, uh, seemingly to, uh, to, to get a hold of him. And, and then, uh, you know, with, with all the, the drama around, you know, getting him back, it just, I don't know. Yeah. I really think it was, it's just one of those things that they, they kind of shifted their, their focus on what they want to do with the characters and the storyline. I mean, cause you know, realistically, if I can use that word, talking about a TV show, um, you know, they could have, you know, taken Walt and Michael. You know, they could have said, hey, your kid's special. We, 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 you know, we're going to take him anyway. If you want to come, that's good. You know, why don't you come? Yeah. And you can, you know, and, and it'll be okay with you. And then, you know, but obviously that's boring. Um, yeah, that is boring. You know, for the show. But, yeah. I mean, they could have done that if they if they really wanted Walt. Um, you know, yeah. there's. You know, there's there's something to be said for diplomacy, but I really think is they just they just shifted their focus. Um, you know, season two, so much of season two was about getting Walt back. You know, it's obviously Michael's storyline, and then the whole betrayal with that. Uh, you know, and I think they got a chance to not only get you know uh, to put Ben in a in a in a higher position. You know, they they wanted to use him as the main leader of the of the others. Uh, they wanted to get Malcolm David Kelly off the show. Yeah, uh, presumably, you know, they wanted to get uh, Libby and Anna Lucia off the show, you know, contract-wise or whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, the real reasons are. So, you know, they got to do all that, you know, fairly easily by the way they constructed the story. But, you know, the, 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 the negative side of that is that they sort of, you know, it doesn't really add up why they wanted Walt so bad at one moment yeah. you know, and why. And then, of course, you know, now they don't really care anymore. I haven't mentioned a word about it. Yeah. And actually, I think there's more important things going on, going on now. Um, you know, with with Ben and, and Locke, then you know that 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 Ben is way more concerned about that than anything else. Yeah. Um, we have you know, uh, Walt is kind of back now to a certain degree, so maybe we'll get some more answers. You know, um, if that is really really Walt uh, in, in in any sort of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll get some more answers. Uh, I think you know, I think at some point we'll figure we'll find out why they wanted him. Um. Which I think will, you know, will sort of answer some questions, but uh, yeah, pre- you know, presumably, you know, he's got the, these powers or something. Which, you know, he was really the only character on the island with powers. Yeah. Um. You know, Walt has. The, I mean, sorry, Locke. Until he, Desmond. Yeah. Until Desmond with his, you know, with his half-ass sort of, sort of future-predicting yeah. power. Yeah, that doesn't work something. most of the time, but somehow it's great anyway. Somehow it's great. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a sort of a power. Mm-hmm. 
Because um, Walt didn't exhibit anything terribly explicit either. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually seemed to have some kind of some kind of you know future predicting power. Um, yeah, I mean, he you know he told he told Locke not to open it before he should have even known what that was about. Yeah, you know, and um, uh, and then when he's talking to uh, uh, to Michael, you know, after Michael finds out that he burned the first raft. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael's like, "Oh, you want to stay here? We don't have to go." And then he's like, "Yes, we do." Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, seeming to suggest that you know he has some specific reason why they have to go that he knows. Yeah. That, you know, I think we talked about that back when it was relevant. That you know, if, if he can sort of see the future in any respect, he says, "Yeah, we got to go." But them leaving got him captured. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So I mean, did he did he know he was going to get captured and knew he was going to be okay and knew at the end he'd be reunited with his dad and then they would really leave the island. Mm-hmm. You know, or did he did he really think that they were going to be rescued uh, by just getting on the raft and, and going? At the time um, when they were writing that, I highly doubt they knew all of the future events that took place in season two and, and after that. Um, they mm-hmm. probably knew he was going to get kidnapped at that point. But, um, but all the shit that happened in season two, I, I doubt it. Uh, I think they, they, they must have had some idea of what the others were going to do with him. You know, I mean, yeah. you can't say you can't say as a writer, you know, okay, yeah, in the, in the end of season two, they'll kidnap Walt, and then we'll figure out why later. Like, yeah. you know, they need to have some reason why. They may not have known if he was, you know, going to get back with his dad in season two and that they were going to leave the show. I don't think they really knew that. Um, yeah. But, um, but they, yeah, they, they, they must have some sort of reason. They should have had what some reason happen. in mind. Yeah, definitely. Um Although, although I still, I mean, I still wonder, you know, about those age-old mysteries. Um, you know, him him appearing like wet mm-hmm. and talking to Shannon, and and also uh, talking to his dad maybe on the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are still just like I don't know what to make of that stuff, except like atmosphere building and like also you know the the. The typing and actually his appearances both had a, had a, did have a plot function in the end, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't appear to you know we don't know why they happened and I, we don't know what their purpose was for real purpose, not just like plot purpose. Yeah, I, I really think that Walt has the ability to remote view himself or whatever, or you know. A, uh, reapparate and disapparate, uh, <laughs> as, as some of you HP fans might refer to it. Yes, yes, I know the lingo. Um, <laughs> but um, um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I think he has some sort of power, and I think those are examples of that power. Um, you know, and, uh, why I don't know. Um, and, and now that he's kind of back, you know. Um, but that's the thing. It could just be a hallucination. Uh, Walt could be dead, and that could be just you know his his uh, his his island counterpart, as we've seen other dead people's yeah. counterparts. Um, so I mean, not that I really think they would tell us Walt's dead. That's kind of that's kind of gruesome, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> All right, so so putting that putting that aside, um, put that uh, on the floor. Oh, it's oh, it's already on the floor, right? Uh, so I watch I watch the full thing. Um, uh, what full thing? The Comic Con. Um, oh, okay. 
you know, panel, and uh, and I watched them, you know, bring him out. And I wish I would have watched that. I didn't know about it. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was a big hoopla, and and based on that, I have come to the conclusion that uh, that he's going to be a regular in season four. Um, oh, we're talking about Michael. Yeah, Michael. Who did you think I was talking about? Well, we were just talking about Walt. Oh. I thought you were going to say something else about Walt, but we're talking about Michael. Okay, no, I forgot that, that the bigger picture. The bigger picture was Michael. Yeah, the bigger picture was Michael. Right, right. Um, so they brought out Harold at Comic Con um, mm-hmm. as a you know stunt basically, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know then announced again that he was coming back to the show. Um, uh, now they did. They didn't say that uh, that he was going to be a regular, but I, I'm interpreting it that way. Um, uh, although it barely matters um, mm-hmm. as we discussed, because uh, you can be a regular and not necessarily be in every episode, um, or even in, or even significantly in most of them. Um, yes. So, uh, so I think him getting a flashback or two, um, and uh, and maybe uh, cameos and a few others um, mm-hmm. could be the extent of his involvement, but maybe you know presumably that'll be enough to to wrap up his story somehow. Hopefully address the Walt issues and also address the what happened to him after they left issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and possibly shedding light on you know if it, if it actually was him in the coffin, uh, how that happened. I don't know, something like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, my own personal view is that I, I really don't think we're, we're going to see him on the island in the in the present term. Um, you know, we, you and I talked off podcast at length about uh, yes, we did about about his return. Um, and you know, I I just don't personally believe there's a, there's any story left. Uh, you know, with the caveat being that they're writers, they can make story where there is no story. Uh, that's kind of their job, <laughs> um, <laughs> technically speaking. Um, <laughs> But um, but you know what I mean. And um, there's not any obvious story. For yeah, him. exactly. Um, I really think that what we're gonna see, hopefully, is the you know how they got rescued. If they get you know if they did get rescued, which I think they did. Um, and um, and I think we're gonna see some future flash forward stuff. Uh, presumably, you know, how Michael was killed uh, or, or something like that or, you know, because I, I think he's the one in the coffin also. Um, and I think, we, you know, they might touch upon, you know, what's going on with Wald, why he is, quote, unquote, estranged from his father, you know, in the future. Um, so I, I think that's really going to be the extent. I, you know, my guess is he's going to be, uh, that he, you know, he might have one, one or two episodes that are, you know, largely about him, you know, in sort of the flash forwards or something, or one of the main storylines. You know, I don't think we'll see Michael in more than like four episodes next season. Yeah. In any capacity, um, they did because they only have sixteen episodes, and they've got a lot of other characters to deal with. Yeah. True. True. And if he comes back to the island, I mean, isn't everyone going to kill him? <laughs> I mean, even if he comes back like, hey, I'm, I, you know, I, I came with a rescue party, which I think is ridiculous. Um, but like, hey, I, you know, I'm trying to rescue you guys. Or, hey, I feel bad about killing, you know, people and deceiving you. Um, you know, Kate's still pissed off in the future. So 
Presumably <laughs> he didn't he didn't make up for it <laughs> in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless she like sort of you know I'll forgive him, but I won't forget or something. You know? Yeah, some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know that if he showed up, they just like shoot at him instantly. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't think they would necessarily do that. Uh, you know, Ben got away with walking up to him. I mean, he is Ben, but um, uh, I feel like if he can do it, uh, Michael can too. With without, walking up to who? The 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 Lofties. What do you, what do you mean? Well, he he well, he intercepted them as they were trekking across the island. Oh, 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 yeah. And, you know, right. they didn't just, like, shoot him. I mean, he did get beat up eventually, but uh, mm-hmm. but he, he managed to live through it. I, I feel like I feel like Michael wouldn't necessarily just, you know, hey, God, boom, you know, dead. Like, yeah, I, he didn't, but I think people would be personally pissed. kill anybody, though. Well, uh, yeah, technically. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I don't think anyone would really, like, go, like, kill Michael sight unseen. But uh, but you know what I mean. They'd be they'd be very pissed off and and they uh, you know be very hesitant to to believe anything he said or yeah. trust him again. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. People would be pissed. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a nice scene. I just uh, you know instant death. I mean, because Ben was to some extent ex- responsible for for what Michael did. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, who knows how directly, but. Uh, you know, if he if it was his idea originally, you know, if he masterminded the whole thing, or or if really it just went on without his knowledge for his rescue, mm-hmm. um, it's not not really clear um, what the deal with that was. But uh, um, although we did get the the revelation that we also discussed that supposedly him getting trapped was was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, yeah, when uh, the original, the big incident, when, uh, quote, Henry Gale was trapped by Russo's trap, that that was not intentional that he was trapped. He act- he actually got caught in that trap by accident. Um, yeah. Um, so, that you know, that's a mildly interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was something they, they threw out there, um, um, bar- barely prompted. Uh, the question, I think, was about something else. Somehow related, but uh, they just kind of tossed that out um, as a little nugget. Um, I guess mm-hmm. along the lines of the Cerberus events, um, just a little extra something. To me, it doesn't matter that much, but um, but the idea that he masterminded the whole thing seems a little bit hurt by the idea that that was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know. You know. You know. I just thought of something a little off topic, um, but you know, I just realized that you know the more I feel like the more we learn about Dharma, it doesn't really help us learn more about what's going on now. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it's sort of kind of totally unrelated. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is really interesting because, you know, we, we get a fair amount of Dharma stuff every now and then. Uh, obviously, that's why we're podcasting now for the new Dharma stuff. But, like, it doesn't seem like that's really going to tell us what the others are up to. Um, yeah. Or, you know, what Ben is up to or any more about Jacob. Um Although one of the things we didn't specifically say, which I just thought of, is that it's interesting to see the Jacob line yeah. in a Dharma video, true, as opposed to just an others uh, type of thing, right. other slash hostile thing. Well, that was an actual Dharma video. Yeah, that was the weird thing about the brainwashing video is it had Jacob, but it also had a little Degrude in there, mm-hmm, you know, a, mm-hmm. a Dharma thing. 
Um, so, and that was obviously a Dharma station, uh, yeah. or a little adjunct station, whatever that was, whatever that sort of building was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always got but, the impression it was the same building, but it was just like around the back. But you yeah, know. I, I, I feel like it's if it's not physically connected, it's it's supposed to be part of the same, you know, hydro station. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, that lends the idea that Dharma was brainwashing people. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, for you know, legitimate scientists, that's that's really strange and crazy. True. Um, I mean, even in, you know, I mean, that's the thing in the seventies, weren't they doing all kinds of stuff? You know, I mean, what well, my point is, uh, there's been examples of uh, quote legitimate research and scientific, uh, exploration with, with, you know, doing, you know, fairly unethical things. Sure. So, uh, they, they, they could be, could do some unethical, unethical things scientists. like brain. Yeah. yeah. Like brainwashing and stuff and. And I mean, I think already, you know, the the deception and the secrecy um, Mm -hmm. about some of this stuff seems to indicate a certain level of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, duplicity. uh, Yeah, yeah, that there that that you know, in general, you want to do science um, in the open. You're not you're not keeping things secret. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's 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 generally considered to be the good way to do it. You're not trying to hide your methods or your. and that, that's a very, very, very good point. Um, you know, if these were legitimate scientists and stuff, I mean, wh- why would they want to hide all this? I mean, presumably you won't, you, you'd only want to hide something like that, uh, you know, until you're, like, I may be done with your experimentation, and then you can release the information. Yeah. Or unless you're trying to profit from it, you know, because uh, right. obviously, obviously Hanzo, you know, and, uh, you know, seems like a, you know, a guy who wants the money. Um, sure. Or, you know, so uh, it's interesting that, that they are doing this stuff largely in secret and and on an island that's not easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or maybe uh, he's just a great philanthrope who's, who's you know, uh, interested in humanity's survival. Mm-hmm. You know? And, he, and he's trying to uh, bring that about by investing in research. Why? But I, mean, I, I think the tendency... Uh, and the way science is depicted in entertainment is is to uh, sensationalize it a bit and and make the the people you know it's it's just kind of more interesting for them to be secretive than for them to be open and you know the, mm-hmm. the way science is done in the real world a lot of collaboration and communication with other scientists and you know um, <laughs> you know I I, I think. Uh, you know, publishing and, and stuff like that. It, it's the kind of stuff that just doesn't translate to, to entertainment uh, mm-hmm. very well. Uh, secret research is, is more interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, there's not a lot of research that really has global catastrophe implications. Yeah, true. Um, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of the research with the atomic bomb stuff was, was fairly secretive mm-hmm. um, at the time. So, yeah. you know. It was. It was for for that for that reason. Yeah. Um, and it was it was wartime too, so that's yeah. you know, part of the reason you need to keep secrets, but Right. Right. But that's not the ideal um yeah. science world, uh you know, generally speaking. Uh developing weapons is not really what science tries to do most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. uh in that case, uh yeah, that's what they did. So yeah, so there's a precedent for it and it's it's not as though it never happens. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just that, you know, your average everyday scientist is, is not like this. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, uh, but it was in the 70s, you know, uh, scarier time, I guess, and uh, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I said that, and then I wasn't sure I agreed. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the 60s might have been scarier, but uh, maybe not the 70s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 70s had really good movies. How scary could it have been? Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, the idea that if they're, if they're actually trying to develop, it just seems like if they're trying to save the world, they shouldn't be secretive. You know, I'd expect them, if they were trying to save the world, if they were trying to destroy the world, to be secretive. Yeah, it's strange because, I mean, what are they really going to do? Like, hey, you know, you know, I mean, presumably... You know, they they had to press the button after the incident, which they presumably caused. Um, so it's like, hey, we fucked up. We we did something we shouldn't have done. Now, in order to, to keep the world safe, we have to press this button every 108 minutes. I mean, what is the public going to do with that information um, besides live in fear that someone won't press the button? Yeah. You know, if they if they believe, if they choose to believe it, yeah. You know, and how do you how do you prove that? And is it even true? <laughs> you know, we don't even know if it's true. I mean, with the whole pearl thing, and well, I mean, we know something was going to happen. Uh, according, uh, according to um, according to the to the special, I believe that they they showed right before the season three finale, they essentially confirmed that not pushing the button. Uh, but uh, and then uh, throwing the failsafe uh, did did uh, save the world to some extent. Uh, they they said some words along those lines. Oh really? Yeah. So hmm. I I believe we are supposed to believe that. I I think I said that back then. Um, no, I don't really listen a lot. Yeah, I know. Well, it happens. Um, so I so I think uh, we are supposed to believe that it that it would have done that. How despite evidence to the contrary, um, in the form of the pearl. Um, and also Kelvin's doubt slash not doubt. Um, um, wow, I, I mean Desmond is the real hero then. Uh, yeah, screw Charlie. Uh, Desmond's <laughs> the the biggest hero since uh, George Washington or something. I don't know. Yeah, Des- Desmond <laughs> is Desmond <laughs> is a, hero, but... a true hero, definitely. Um, assuming yeah. that's the case. Uh, uh, not that really anyone else could have done what he did. Uh, no one else knew about it. Yeah, um, I mean, so sometimes uh, the line between being a hero and being a something is yeah. knowledge. I don't. I know mean, it's still say. heroic, but it's sort of like you know, no one else could have done it. So you know, um, the fact that you did it's good, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not as though anyone else could have stepped in and been the hero. I think in mm-hmm. the case of Charlie, uh, it seems as though someone else could have done it um, as long as they knew the tune. They, yeah, they needed someone musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the only... Or someone who knew the code. <laughs> yeah, or someone who knew the code, yeah. Yeah. And maybe and, maybe that's why they put the music thing in, to make it seem like it really had to be him. I don't know. Yeah, they tried to make it seem like fate, you know. Here's, yeah. here's, another, here's another little case where, oh, man, if it was somebody else, they wouldn't be able to, to mm-hmm. guess what the... You know, not that I think, you know, you know what I think about that whole oh, thing. Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a nitpicker. That's that's my that's my thing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so anyway, I mean, okay, it would have destroyed the world, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I believe it only in the sense they claim it's true, but... Uh, but my point is, you know, if, if they did, even, you know, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate or whatever on the other side of the, the argument, but, like, if they did release the information, I mean, what what would the public do with that? I mean, what what can you do with that information? But be scared if you believe it, you know, which I think most people wouldn't unless it's somehow validated, you know. Um, I mean, and the only real way to validate it, I think, would be to have, like, you know, reputable scientists or, like, government officials go to the island, see it, and maybe even see it, you know, a couple – seconds after not being pressed or I mean how do you validate something like that without the world blowing up you know uh yeah no I I think I think realistically um if if you know if they wanted to go down there and do research you know they would have been they would have been open from the beginning and if they if they were going to do something that had the potential uh for you know for this this extremely dangerous uh uh, event to happen, um, then there would have been some concern about that before they proceeded. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the right thing to do would have been to, um, you know, proceed more cautiously. Um, or maybe, maybe the case is that, um, you know, they went there, you know, they were just going to do some, some casual experimentation and, you know, research and then they fucked up. And, you know, the incident happened. And then they basically said, well, we can't tell anyone because maybe, I mean, maybe they would be indicted on some sort of charges or something, some sort of, I'm sure there's something about, I don't know, almost blowing up the world or something. Sure. Is that that against the law somewhere? I think think there's probably something you could. Yeah, some sort of crimes against humanity or something. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. or a conspiracy to commit a crime against humanity. Yeah. Um, so maybe extremely they irresponsible research practices. Yeah. So maybe um, you know they after after you know they they you know fucked up that they really couldn't go and tell anybody because it would you know they're the reasons that this problem existed. Yeah, I can buy that because I, I find it hard to believe that scientists who knew what they were doing would have no idea that what they were doing could be dangerous. To that mm-hmm. extent, you know, that they would just be, like, doing innocuous stuff, like studying bunnies, and all of a sudden, oh, wait, Oops. we created something that's going to destroy the world. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think that, that would just happen out of nowhere. I think they must have known they were getting into some, some you know, scary area. And, uh, and uh, I think that's a point where, you know, the, the average everyday scientist maybe doesn't proceed or, or takes a lot more safety precautions, um, mm-hmm. you know, before uh, – so yeah, so I think uh, I think that's in the real world. That's where that's where you know you you don't you don't let the incident happen. Um, yeah, but I think with something like what they're dealing with, I, I could see like you know no scientists in the world really being capable of you know understanding what's going on. Like like you know the idea that they literally got in over their heads. Yeah. You know like oh we're what we're doing isn't that crazy. It's not that crazy. Oh shit like. We we totally lost control of this. Yeah. You know, and I can see that happening, you know. Oops, you know, and that that happens. I mean, think about like um you know, Madame Curie with uh you know, with the uh you know, radiation experiments or like um you know you know how you're you're researching something and you think it's pretty innocuous and then oh no, I've got cancer and I'm dead. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. 
Not quite but destroying on a the scale. world. <laughs> on a bigger scale, of course. Because, I mean, I just think if you're dealing with those forces, I feel like if they were competent scientists, if they if they really didn't know what they were doing, then that's bad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming they did. And uh, if they did know what they were doing, then they should have known they were dealing with something that was potentially um, – extremely volatile. I mean, I don't think scientists in general just go out and, like, do shit and see what happens, you know. But I'm saying maybe they didn't know how much energy was there, like, that there was enough energy to destroy the world or whatever, you know, what was going to destroy the world. Like, they they knew something was there, but they didn't, they they miscalculated how much. And so, oops, you know, they, they followed the right precautions, but they just didn't have the right information and expertise because it's something, you know, obviously this is the, you know, most likely cutting edge science here that they really didn't have a lot of experience with. So, I mean, and and they knew enough to sort of, you know, create the fail safe and to create the, the the button and stuff, you know, uh, which is, you know, pretty, pretty advanced, I think, you know, some sort of machine or contraption that can, uh, that can sustain that amount of energy. Yeah. It seems Um, like if they understood it to that extent, they could have just like, you know, Mm-hmm. Prevented the problem. Um, yeah, well, altogether. and that's the thing. They they didn't prevent the problem, so either they were just incompetent or they really didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. It's got to be one of the two, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, could be either one. Could be either one. They're they're both a both a sense of a little bit of in, incompetence. Um, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, maybe they're more to blame for one than the other. Uh, but uh, yeah, that could be. I, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. I mean, even in this in this orchid orientation video, I mean, they're they're doing experiments. That, you know, like she says, we don't even know how to whatever yet. I mean, they're already doing something, and they 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 don't have full control over. So yeah, you know, that just goes to show you, you know, if they're doing this with rabbits. You know. Yeah, it's you know it's a pretty good insight um, into the 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 inner workings of Dharma. I, I guess I, mm-hmm. I don't think we've really seen that before mm-hmm. um, because you know when we saw Ben stuff, you know he never saw the 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 real shit they were doing. You know his dad was just a janitor pretty much, and mm-hmm. and so so he never got to see anything really interesting, and neither did we. Um, so, uh, so this, this gives you a glimpse inside one of the stations, uh, seemingly in, in a working state. Um, mm-hmm. it seemed like, it seemed like in the other cases, um, I guess, I guess with the swan and with the, uh, the, uh, the other one, um, the pearl, um, they hadn't started yet or, or whatever, uh, when he was recording the thing, uh. Uh, although I think in the Swan he was just looking at a model of the place, and uh, in the Pearl it seemed like he was actually standing in there. Um, mm-hmm. You just said something that that made me think of something interesting to bring up, and I forgot. Uh, you said this gives us an insight into Dharma. Oh, oh, something about oh crap, what was it? Something about uh, you said we haven't seen that before. Um, hmm, I don't remember. I was going to bring up some point about that. Uh, you said Ben. We didn't see anything with him. Mm, I don't know. It's gone. Okay. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just think, uh, 
you know, it it showed us um it it showed us what it was like to be to be in one of those places when it when things were going on. Mm-hmm. Um and uh uh and did did Marvin maybe actually work there? You know, is that is that possible? Was that actually his place to be? You mean that was his official capacity? That was his main job, right there. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Just a just a thought. Uh, you know, yeah. I, it, it's really hard to tell what uh, what this guy's whole thing was. He's he's everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, he's like the post Dharma poster boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the face of Dharma. Yeah, uh, the face of Dharma with one raised eyebrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And sometimes two working arms. Right. Uh, and the idea uh, with the arm, I was thinking uh, that, you know, depending on when the video, you know, the sequence of the videos, maybe something happened to his arm, you know. Maybe one of the rabbits ate it off. You know, <laughs> and then he had to get, like, a prosthetic arm or something. Oh, so, you know, and some of the videos, maybe he, he had the prosthetic arm because it, it took place after some sort of accident that happened mm-hmm. to him. Um and maybe the accident made him schizophrenic, and he doesn't know who he really is. <laughs> and he, and he uh, maybe 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 a giant candle fell on his arm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> a giant candle fell from the ceiling because uh, they were experimenting with candle cloning. And uh, this is my official loss theory, by the there way. There we go. And uh, they're experimenting with candle cloning. Um, you know, they had a large amount of wax that they were trying to uh-huh. duplicate with the Casimir effect. Yeah, of course. And um, and uh, and so you know he gets his arm gets trapped into this giant candle, the world's biggest candle, by the way, mm-hmm. and uh, which is what they were really trying to do. Dharma was trying to win the Guinness Book World Record for the largest candle, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and they were trying to study the psychological effects of candles and things like that, and the magnetic properties of candles, which they found out are none. Yeah. Um, and, Not surprisingly. Uh, so, well, yeah, you have to test it. You know, you can't just always assume. Yeah. They're scientists. Um, and then, of course, his arm gets uh, smashed into the world's giant candle. Uh, they have to amputate his arm. He gets a prosthetic arm. Yeah. And the trauma uh, of which creates all this stress. And, and, you know, he has post-traumatic stress syndrome, which yeah. makes him slightly schizophrenic. And, therefore, he creates his <laughs> alternate personas uh, with names that vary... Uh, uh, upon the idea of candles and wax. Mm-hmm. It's my official loss theory. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> well, it certainly explains his character. Um, it's not really a grand unifying theory in that it doesn't really talk about anything but... Um, well, like what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Classic smug monster. Uh, he's a big candle. Okay. <laughs> he's a new kind of candle from the future. Of course. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else you got? Uh, how about um, uh, I don't know. What else is there? Um, that's it. That's it. Okay, we're done. <laughs> you got it. You got I don't it. have to watch the show anymore. I just figured it out. <laughs> it's all about candles. So I'm sorry if I ruined it for the listeners. It's all about candles. Um, we should have done you know, a spoiler warning. Yeah, well, you know, now they can have time to knit or something. They don't have to watch Lost anymore. <laughs> that is that is the the correct hobby to take up instead of Lost. Exactly. Just knitting. so you know, that's what that's what we endorse. We endorse knitting. 
<laughs> and if you want to knit us something, we'd, we'd a love candle it. perhaps. Yes, please. <laughs> Maybe a candle cozy. Uh, but I guess it might catch on fire. Yeah. Um, Seems like a bad idea, but but, yeah. but nice to have. Worth a try. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I remember I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I'll, I, I, it's, it's a small thing, but I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. Um, I wanted to bring up the vaccine again. Uh, no! In that... <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, and I don't know what I wanted to say about the vaccine uh, other than just to say again that uh, that they were given vaccine. Oh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to tie the vaccines with uh, with the idea of the fertility. You know, we 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 were asking ourselves earlier about uh, did Dharma you know about the the fertility problems that the island seems to create. Um, and the idea that, that, you know, the vaccine that, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen, uh, the vaccine in the present, you know, with Claire, blah, 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 you know, and Charlie telling her to take it and stuff like that. And yeah. is the vaccine some sort of fertility thing? So I was just going to tie the idea that when, you know, when everyone comes to the island, you know, the Dharma people were coming to the island, they were given this vaccine. So that might mean that, you know, if the vaccine is a fertility thing, then that, then that might mean they knew about it. Oh, I see. Okay. Like maybe the vaccine protects you against the now. Why they would give it to to men, I don't know. Maybe they maybe that's part of the problem is you you got to have the men and women inoculated, mm-hmm. and then therefore you know you can have a healthy baby, healthy pregnancy, healthy mm-hmm. birth. Um, I don't know. I'm reaching here, but um. Yeah, so that's what you were going to say earlier. That's what I was going to say. When you forgot. Okay. Um, you know, that reminds me, correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't even mention that vaccine that Charlie gave to Claire in season three, did they? Oh, no. I, I don't remember them even bringing it up. Even when Claire got sick and there was that whole scare, and then Juliet was like, I'm going to go get some stuff, um, mm-hmm. no, no one brought up. Uh, you know, Charlie nor Claire brought up, and even Desmond knew about it. Um, none of them brought up uh, <laughs> that stuff. I never saw her tr- think about using it, never saw her even say, oh, I'm not going to use that. Uh, nothing. Why did they mm-hmm. do that? <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a hanging thread there. Um, Why waste time if you're not going to, I mean... That late in the season, did they have no idea that they weren't going to do anything with that? Mm, maybe they just ran out of time. Uh, or maybe we'll find out later that, uh, oh, I think that was the idea. Was it? Or maybe that was wrong. But I think, I think that's what we, we thought, that, that she had been taking the, 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 the vaccine that Charlie gave her. And when she got sick is when she you know, ran out and stopped taking it. Um, but I think that's wrong because she got sick because of the implant, apparently. Right, right. But maybe that's a lie. I, I don't the know. But I think that was, our, that was our original, yeah. That was our original idea is that, you know, she um, she was taking that uh, injection that kept her healthy for a while. And then, you know, when, she, when it ran out, because obviously she didn't have an infinite supply, uh, when she ran out, uh, yeah. it, uh, that's when she got sick. When did we think that? While watching the show? 
I think I think I came up with that idea, but I think it was sort of negated by what Ben said that you know, or that idea that it was the implant that made her sick. Oh, okay. But that was one of my early ideas. But, but um, so I mean, it could be true, and Ben was lying, right? I don't well, know. Ben lies all the time. But, I mean, uh, uh, I don't I don't think he was lying in that case. Um, uh, because this whole plan revolved around making her sick. I mean, how did he know she was going to get sick? If you know, well, okay. Here's the thing. I'm on, uh, I'm on the Lostpedia page right now. Let's let's uh, let's let's look at the history of the of the of the vaccine here. Okay. <laughs> um, Just a quick walking tour. So the first time we see it, obviously, is when Desmond is taking it and the Swan, right? Yeah. Now the vial contains a label CR four eight one five one six dash two three four two, which is obviously the number. Blah blah blah. Right. Blah blah blah. So interesting. And, it, and you know he's taking this every nine we nine days. Intrigued. He's been yeah he's been taking it every nine days for three years, right? Okay. Now when when Claire is abducted by Ethan, he injects her with the substance, the vial. Um, it's it's the same stuff. It's got the same label on it, you know, CR, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this says, additionally, the vaccine had the inscription RX-1GND uh, and had the staff logo on it, okay? So presumably what Ethan, I'm sorry, what Desmond was taking, Ethan was giving to Claire slash Aaron. Yeah. Okay. So obviously it's something important, right? Sure. Um, you know, because I could believe that, you know, Desmond was tricked into taking it, uh, even though he found out that there was no sickness, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the problem with that whole yeah. thing. Let's, let, let's put that on the wall for a second. That's the first problem. He found, he found out, that there wasn't a sickness. He kept taking it anyway. But then, he, but then he kept taking it. Maybe he was just he was paranoid. Um, but anyway, um, so Ethan was giving Claire the same stuff. Um Let's see. Uh, it says Aaron. Aaron later contracts a fever. You know, after he's born, of course, uh, contracts a fever and a rash, which uh, Claire and Danielle believe is due to the sickness. Uh, that's when Claire goes back to the station to look for more vaccine, but there's none. Yeah. Then, of course, Charlie gives her some from the supply drop that she's supposed to take. Uh, you know, an injection every nine days. But by this point, the baby's already gotten better, and they've determined yeah. that. It's not the sickness. It wasn't the sickness, um, yes. So it was just like, you know, babies get sick. What are you going to do? Which uh, which I, 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 I must put together uh, that if Danielle saw that the baby had a fever and a rash, then presumably those are the symptoms of the sickness, which led her to kill her team. Yeah. If, in fact, that's what she did. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm skeptical. Until I see her flashback, I don't, I don't want to believe, uh, I don't want to believe a lot of what she says. Yeah, that's that's something that um uh brief note, uh someone asked about Danielle flashback. Um they said, you know, season 4 or 5, which to me means probably 5. Yeah, um, it, it, it's interesting that they they're like we'll get it in if we can. I mean, like Yeah. And don't you guys know when you need to have that in there? <laughs> apparently not. And uh when when people uh, when people say something like that, I, I always assume the later one is probably more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's not high priority. Yeah, they're they're hedging their bets. They're not like we have to get to that in season four. So um, so yeah, I think uh, it'll get pushed aside. But they they said that they they did say something like there are there are some specific 
reveals in the flashback that have to be saved for a certain time um in the story uh they have mm-hmm. to uh they have to be brought in at the right time so so I'm guessing there is something to be revealed in that flashback beyond I, just a literal you know recreation of events we've seen described however I do believe she killed her science team because she thought they were sick well I think we're going to find out that Montan who lost his arm is really Marvin Candle Ooh. wouldn't that be interesting that would be really I I don't think I could believe that um because he should have been there earlier than that and uh I don't know that that's that's maybe he left maybe he left and came back with the He himself. left and came back okay I guess you know hey it's a good hysteria and then and then I guess recorded recorded some videos after he came back that makes no sense yeah um <laughs> yeah that's pretty weird that yeah. was that was pretty recent to be doing videos but uh but hey Hey. Okay. Anyway. Um. So back to the vaccine uh, timeline here. Uh. You know the Dharma workers, like we said, were being given a something similar to the vaccine at least. Um. That's the closest and, thing to a mention, I guess, mm-hmm. of the thingness in season three, which also wasn't wasn't um addressed. Yeah, did they? Did they have. They never actually said anything, right? No one said like, "What?" Did someone actually say like, "What's this?" And they said, "Oh, like this is something." You know, did they? Did anyone in that flashback that you remember question why they were getting injected? I don't think so, but I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I remember he he got mad about his job, but I mm-hmm. I don't remember him saying anything about the vaccination. I don't. I don't even think we saw him or Ben. I don't like, think. Yeah. We do just like in the background. Um, let's see. So then, of course, Clay gets sick, and Juliet goes to get her her little stuff. Um, now, you know, I think well, obviously we talked about this, but um, um, so the basically, <laughs> it's been a while since we talked about it. The idea is basically they had an implant that caused her to get sick, and then either Juliet's medicine, you know, turned off the implant or made her feel better, or, or Ben turned off the implant, and the, yeah. and the and the and the and the whatever she gave her did nothing. Yeah. Um. That was you know this whole this whole plot line seems to be uh just really contrived. Oh yeah. Um I mean like it just it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Not at all. Yeah, I it, it doesn't, you know, because Claire didn't conceive on the island, so why is why is she even being oh, that's the thing. She's not she's cuz of the implant. Sorry. Julia <laughs> tells her it's because of the I get confused with like what people say and I know. like what's actually true. That's the problem with like surprise revelations. You want to stick to the thing that they harp on for most of the episode, mm-hmm. not the thing they just throw out real quick at the end. Yeah. But the thing they throw out real quick is the truth. So uh uh, that that makes it tricky, but yeah, right. She uh, that that was a big thing. It was like uh, that's what I was thinking. It seems like she shouldn't have been, but uh, she was, and then uh, and then uh, uh, yeah, I, and and that, that the logistics of the whole thing in terms of having the implant and how they activated and deactivated. I mean, that makes it seem really silly to me. Um, yeah, and, that, and and when did they implant her? Presumably when they when they had her. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, shows a sort of bizarre, far-reaching um, 
Yeah. Foresight. Uh, what? And and who has the medical knowledge to 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 insert an implant into Claire? And that's what I, oh, I forgot. About. Ethan was there. That was what? before he's dead. I forgot that was before Ethan was dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and and I I love this thing that you know they can just say like yeah we got an implant that your heart <laughs> goes high it kills you and uh, we got an implant that just makes you sick and they don't mm-hmm. have to show anything. They don't have to show a thing. It's great. They can just like say like they have an implant that does whatever, and uh, you know mm-hmm. we never have to see anything. It's such like a low budget kind of thing to do, you know, because you can suggest this like crazy shit, but you never actually show anything. And, and, and you know the the realistic portion of this idea of, of putting an implant in someone. I mean, there would be an incision. You know, yeah. there would be a wound. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, and I guess you know obviously some people heal faster on the island. Uh, but, you know, she would be sore wherever they cut her, right, for some period of time or, or see a scar for at least, the, you know, the next day or something. Yeah, and presumably um, they would have, uh, if they did it when they had her, then she was still pregnant. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that might have complicated things a bit um, mm-hmm. in terms of putting the implant in. I mean, I don't know where it goes, where the, you know, where the sick place is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, logistically, it just seems ridiculous, uh, all around, um, uh, plot contrivance looks looks likely on that front. Is there any way the lie that Juliet told was the truth, and that the truth that they they claimed about the implant was a lie? (laughs) Like, like... Ethan was really giving her the vaccine that was keeping her alive, and when Charlie gave her the vaccine, it was keeping her, you know, like it did really help, and that she was sick because she was ran out of the vaccine, and that the implant was a lie because they don't want the the other the losties to find out about the sickness or to find out that that maybe they should be taking the vaccine or something like that. Like they're just trying to cover up what the vaccine really is, and then they just say, "Oh, we have an implant that's doing it." I guess that's possible. I guess that's possible. Definitely. Although, I mean, it's I don't know. It's 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 I mean, uh, she didn't Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just she got she got way. injections when she was with Ethan, but she didn't she didn't get injections for a much longer period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, after yeah, she left, after she had she had the baby through almost the entire course of season two until the very end, and we never saw her actually take it either. You mm-hmm. know, she was and she was going to like give it to the baby. That was the that was the plot. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, wasn't it for her and the baby though? Or was uh, it just for the baby? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie. Yeah, I guess Charlie suggested both of them. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting to note that Ethan told Claire there wasn't enough vaccine for her and the baby, even did. though there was. But <laughs> he did. Yeah, that's yeah, that's completely ridiculous. But uh, yeah, he did say that. Um, um, but he said a lot of things. He did um, say a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, oh, what happened to Charlie? Well, you know, I just, I just, he just, I sent him back to the camp. Yeah, and he he waved goodbye, and we all uh, we all had a group hug, and then we, we danced a jig, and mm-hmm. 
Thanks to McCutcheon, and uh, and he left. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I um, I mean, what you're saying makes the logistics less ridiculous, um, mm-hmm. and it brings the sickness or whatever vaccine into the story in a in a real way. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, we never saw her using it before. I, they, I mean, I guess they did enough to show her having it. Um, but, you know, Desmond tells her, you know, the last thing we heard, I think, was Desmond saying, you know, don't bother. It doesn't do anything or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> How does he know he's like, taking it for three years? Drunk and advice, I know, I know. That's why I took it for three years because it's a waste of time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Yeah, that just seemed like the drunken, like, you know, the you know, they throw those lines out there. Yeah. They do. They do. Um, but I as I recall that's the last we heard of it. Um mm-hmm. before, you know, she got sick. It it seemed like they could have done a better job of showing her taking the medicine if they wanted to establish that. You know, at least in her episode or something, you know, show that she's still taking it, you know, that it would have been better executed if that if that's what they really wanted to wanted to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and structuring that ending like a reveal, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> seems like they could have told us something later. I don't know. It, it's, it just seems odd, the whole thing, if what you're saying is true. But it's odd the other way, too, so, you know. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't really make sense either way. Um, and I think it's really because this whole this whole idea of getting uh, – of getting Juliet uh, or getting the Lelosties to trust Juliet, you know, I mean, they kind of needed that for for where they were going with that with yeah. that plot. But uh, it was, just, I think, it was just sort of done very cumbersomely. Yeah. And uh, and it just it just doesn't really add up. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um, for now I'm just go- I'm gonna go with uh, the implant was the thing, uh, the vaccine doesn't do anything, and it was just a bad dangling plot thread from season two. That's. That's, and that's my I, theory. I'll go with you that far, but I, I I just I have to wonder about you know Dharma giving it to all their workers when they got there. Well, I mean, is it why why do that? Why waste the time and resources to give it to them if it does nothing? Well, are we sure that are we sure that what Dharma was giving was exactly the same thing? No, we're not sure. I mean, we didn't see a close-up of it. I mean, Lostpedia says, you know, it, it, it looks to be the same color, uh, you know, and, it, you know, it's just sort of similar. But we didn't see a close-up of the vial with the, with the uh, you know, the ID number or whatever on there. So we don't know it was exactly the same. But they were giving them something. Because I, I was thinking um, maybe it was just like, you know, you go to college or something and they make you uh, – you know, they make you verify your vaccines and they give you something if you don't have it, you know, and maybe this is like, uh, you know, a little, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But, they were, but, but with kids and stuff, too, you know, because kids have a totally different, uh, you know, timeline for vaccines. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this was the 70s. I don't really know when the big, vac- you know, the big vaccination program started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these days when you go through school, I mean, you're vaccinated several times, you know. Yeah. Uh, and for, for specific things. So, um, you know, it, it gets a little complicated if they're, you know, if they're trying to catch them up on vaccines that they don't have or mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And, and what if you don't have your medical records and what if you don't remember what you did? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it seems it seems pretty complicated to do like sort of, 
you know, one-stop shopping style, which which was how they sort of presented it. Yeah. You know, like you come in, you do, you get your uniform, and you get mm-hmm. your job, and you get your vaccine, and mm-hmm. you go. Like mm-hmm. you watch, her, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel I feel like it, whatever they were giving people was the same thing, and they gave it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll buy. I'll, I'll I'll buy that uh, that cow with you for now, and 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 say that. Okay. Uh, it was an implant. Uh, the vaccine doesn't do anything. Uh, Desmond was taking it, but you know, even though he shouldn't, he should have stopped taking it. But he, yeah. he kept taking it for whatever reason. Maybe he got he just liked to get injected. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think you know they showed it at the very beginning of the season. You know, him taking it it created interest. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this idea of the sickness uh, floating around there. Um, I guess Rousseau was the origin of it, and. Uh, uh, and then, but when, but then they had the the unfortunate reality that no one was sick, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, including Desmond, and uh, you know, um, you know, by the end of the season, uh, it, uh, you know, I, I guess they felt like they had to, you know, do something to kind of address. Yeah. They would that. have to explain why none of the losses are sick if yeah. there is a sickness. If it's so I mean, dangerous I like, out there, I feel like the answer should be. That the sickness just isn't around anymore. Not that it never existed. Yeah. You know, not that they had this whole ruse of oh, there's a sickness and putting quarantine on the doors. Yeah. And, and you know, and I and I, I agree. I think a lot of it has to do with just the plot and and sort of uh, you know the 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 realistic nature of having to write these these big stories that you you run into brick walls. Because uh, I, I think, you know, stuff like the quarantine and Desmond, like you said, mm-hmm. Desmond taking the vaccine at the beginning, that was for a specific thing, trying to get, a, you know, trying to make Desmond think there's a sickness, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that, that sort of doesn't really apply to the losties, any, you know, at all. So uh, those two things don't really correlate. So I, I think, you know, they're just disjointed by the by the nature of, the you know, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, they in, in, in each case, up. you know, they're at a different point in the story and they have different you know, storytelling needs, and mm-hmm. um, and and they don't necessarily match up to each other when you look at them globally. Um, It'd be great if they did. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. But I think it's similar to to what you said about about Ethan. You know, and and my mm-hmm. contention that he took her because, you know, she she was going into labor, and then it changing to he knew about the manifest because w- based on later plot developments, the manifest makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that that's it's reasonable that they would move to that, even if that's not what it appears to be uh earlier in you know, when they showed it originally. So, um mm-hmm. you know, they, they might be, you know, motivated by the way things change to kind of um reinterpret yeah. or Plus, or you know, change uh, how we view past things. Plus, you know, Raised by Another would have been totally different if she had already had the baby. You know, the whole thing of with Alex coming in, like, they're trying to take your baby and they're going to yeah. do your C-section. Like, that wouldn't have been even, you know, that case because the baby would have already been delivered, mm-hmm. you know, if she had given birth in that episode. And, uh, you know, and it would have been totally different and, you know, the whole yeah. thing with the nursery. And, give, and choosing to give up the baby, they would have just taken the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Of course, maternity leave is, you know, a season later, um, you know, at the time of Raised by Another, um, it, 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 it uh, it seemed like you know it was he wanted the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's and that's why you know oh shit she's having the baby boom got to take her now 
Um, mm-hmm. Later on, when you find out that's not really the case, then and and based on the way things play out of maternity leave, you know, it's like, well, she couldn't have really had the baby then. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless. Um, uh, I feel it's an example of sort of uh, conflicting past events that, uh, uh, you know, just get changed over time because um, because of the needs of the, where the story goes, I guess. And uh, I don't know I don't know about this sickness thing. There really was no explicit mention of it in season three. The closest mm-hmm. thing we have is that vaccination, uh, you know, by Dharma. Um, but uh, but even that was you know a pretty small thing. Um, yeah. Wasn't clear why they were doing it, what it was. Um, so uh, I don't know where we stand with that. I guess we'll have to see if they, you know, pick it up again. And they could. They could. Hey, season four is all about the sickness. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we knows? did. We did spend most of the season, uh, which is to say, almost all the season without whispers, and then they just tossed them in there again. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, so we know that they didn't forget or give up on them completely. Um, you know, so I guess it's one of those things where when they're writing each episode, there's not like a place for whispers, and uh, you know, and then at some point maybe they realize that I don't know, or or they find a place for them eventually. You know, and you know they can't necessarily guarantee that there's a whisper in you know once every five episodes or something. Mm-hmm. You know, even though in season one there seemed to be lots of opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, uh, they kept having people sort of, you know, investigating things alone, and they they would hear whispers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think they happen a lot in season one because they they you know they wanted to use that as part of the mythology of the show to draw interest. Yeah. Uh, and once once you do that, you don't have to do it all the time. So. Yeah, that's true. But then it gives the impression that you don't care or you've dropped that altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you don't have it happen for for a really long time, and if they had avoided it for the entire season, you know, one might be tempted to think they gave up on the whispers. They were just atmosphere mm-hmm. or something. You know, um, so uh, but when you're writing, I mean, you know, you can't necessarily force yourself to work in like every story element all the time. Yeah, like okay, we got to do this now. Okay, we didn't do whispers last episode. We got to do it this episode. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's that's not good. That that limits what. <laughs> kind of stories you can tell yeah that's that's definitely not a good way to write so so i'll you know i'll have to give him some leeway on that but uh i think i think in the end if 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 other long stories have taught us anything um there's going to be some problems mm-hmm. <laughs> you know some earlier events some of them will come together great and make a lot of sense <laughs> and some mm-hmm. of them won't and uh, that's just the reality of these long stories. Um, I, I really don't know an example of a super long epic with no, you know, problems like this. Yeah. It's uh. It Wait, wasn't happens. wasn't Harry Potter perfect? <laughs> uh, no. Didn't you find it at the end? Voldemort didn't really kill his parents. Oh God. Oops. 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 I just spoil it. Oh man, I just spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, there's there's some heated heated discussion going on about some of the elements of Harry Potter that I that I read about that that I was sent to um by the Lost Lowdown and uh and uh yeah, in, in the end uh she had a little trouble um with a few things and uh and it's still unclear. <laughs> 
it's a lot it's still like when i when i was reading it i really thought it all made sense but um then then when i paused to think about it it's like if, I, if we were doing a podcast about the book you know we we would have to talk about that issue a lot mm-hmm. um, because it's like there's there's like five things that seem to be going on at once and it's not clear which one is what's really going on and it's just it's just kind of a mess um it's uh it's clunky but uh whatever anyway um main point is uh uh big huge stories um you know people can't keep them all in their head mm-hmm. um and so i think uh, generally speaking that's that's why um you know you you have contradictions and rewrites and and also people change their mind about how they want the story to go over time yeah true yeah you say oh this will be better this is a better reason why and you know yeah exactly so there's there's a combination of things but as the story gets complicated enough you know even if you have an encyclopedia or someone like greg nations to keep track of all your facts um things still slip through Yeah. So, uh, so you know, I, I guess the best we can hope for is you know the the maximum amount of things still still making sense. Yeah. So. I agree. Anyway, yeah. <sighs> so. Uh, so. Uh, we'll see. We're away from the end now. Hamana, hamana, hamana. We've. Uh, Got a got a lot more stuff left to go. We do. Well, now we have the whole thing with the Casimir effect. So. Oh. Oh. What? Hmm. Oh wait. What? What are you saying? I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm saying whatever you're saying. Oh. Okay. But better. No. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> you're like uh, GD Ditch. Um, so what else is that it that's all we need to talk about right we've talked about the video which was the main thing and then we talked about like every other thing and then every other thing yeah dangling plot threads Um, yeah um, yeah it's uh, (laughs) you know it's just kind of like everybody you know every now and then somebody's like why did Smokey kill the pilot in the pilot, mm-hmm. you know, and I just don't think there's much of an answer for that. There's absolutely no answer. The answer is because uh, they needed to kill him to prove that Smokey was dangerous. Yeah. Because, like, just think of how many times, you know, uh, in season one in particular, when they had to go into the jungle and they were always scared about Smokey. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be scared if there was none to be scared about. Exactly. You know, if he was just this benevolent, like, Smokey, you know, smoke mm-hmm. creature you know, who gently brushed against them and, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. They could pet him and uh, yeah, they could, like, give him, him food and, he and felt water. Like a, felt like a lovely cloud or something. And, I mean, no, they needed to make him seem scary. Uh, they didn't need the pilot as a character on the show. Yeah. So uh, he's a prime person to be killed. Yeah, you you're know? right. I mean, they, they didn't, they weren't ready to kill main characters yet. Um, mm-hmm. It was the pilot, for God's sake. Yeah. And, uh uh, and, you know, they had shown it threatening them, but that's not enough. If you make it really count by having to kill mm-hmm. somebody, then, yeah, it creates more suspense. And the other thing that I always point out when people bring that up is originally Jack was going to die in that scene. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and, I, and not that this is a huge deal, but I, 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 would, I would imagine that if the pilot survived, he would be the natural leader for the group. Yeah, I, I agree. think I think most people would, would rally around him, and that would totally change the dynamic of the show, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, so they didn't really want the pilot around anyway, I don't think. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. That's why they had, what's his name, play him. Greg uh, Grunberg? Yeah, yeah. Plus, Greg wanted to go do Heroes a couple years later, mm-hmm. so um, he's he's fine being Parkman on Heroes, who really annoys me on that show, but that's a different podcast. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, oh, Parkman, you're such a loser. Oh. He's got, like, the worst power. What's his power? He can read minds. Oh, lame. Which doesn't doesn't help if you need to fight somebody, like Siler or something, you know, but, uh... I knew you were about to hit me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were about to stab me, (laughs) and now you did, and now I'm dead, so I'll stop talking to myself now and die. No. Yeah, I mean, you're he's got right. one of those powers that's like it's helpful in situations, but it's not like if you could pick your power, you wouldn't pick that. You that's, know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that's not a great power. It's one. It's a good like assisting power, but if you want to, it's good if like no one else in the world has powers. Yeah, you know, it's great that you can read minds. Awesome. But yeah. when other people can has have telekinesis or can walk mm-hmm. through walls or like any you yeah. know are in, invincible, like you lose. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I do like about how Heroes, you know, distributes the powers and stuff is, you know, obviously in the, you know, now we're in a Heroes podcast, but, um, you know, obviously, you know, the explanation on Heroes is sort of an evolutionary uh, answer. And, you know, like other biological, you know, traits, you know, they're they're sort of random. Like some people are tall and strong and some people are small and weak. Like it's just the luck of the draw. And I think if, if people did exhibit these powers, it would sort of be like that too. Like some people get the good ones, you know, some people get the crappy ones. So, you know, it makes sense in that realm, but uh, it's just, it just sucks because that's all I can do. Plus he's just kind of an annoying character anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah. Personality wise. Yeah, although his wife is the most annoying, but... uh, Well, well. Yeah, never seen Heroes. uh, Just uh, didn't interest me, but... uh, It's it's pretty good, you know. I like the whole... I like that stuff, so... Yeah. It's better when it was called X-Men, but... Ooh. 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 I just did, like, it's 1992. (laughs) You wow. did. You did like I'm hardcore. A, you did like a David Spade Hollywood Minute did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Everybody loved that. Everybody did love that. He was so he was so his his wit was so uh biting. Witty. Oh. And witty. <laughs> I like witty wit. <laughs> it seemed redundant, but uh yes, witty wit. Well, it means what it says. It does. It does. So many other things. Thank you and namaste. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's always good we can end on a weird note like that. Um, so, hey, by, by, uh, by chance, um, do you know what namaste means? You mean per chance? Uh, uh, I, thought, I thought so. <laughs> but, well, tell me what you think it means. But now, now I don't. I don't. Rem- I oh. looked it up. I don't. I don't remember now. Yeah. So, isn't it, it means... something like, like, you know, uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It, I bow to you. Really? Yeah. Where'd you get that from? Uh, one guess. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Lostpedia, but um, probably they got it from Wikipedia. Oh, I bow to you. Interesting. That's not, yeah. that's not what I thought it was. I thought it was something like, 
you know, good night and good luck or something like that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you thought it was a movie? You thought it was a reference to a movie? No. I just, um, I just thought it had that kind of meaning. Uh, I see. It was like a, a, a all-encompassing uh, goodbye type thing. Yeah, like, goodbye with well salutations. Um. Yeah, well, I was just reading this, what it meant, and now I don't see it anymore. Um, I remember looking it up on Wikipedia. I think. Um. Yeah. They apparently the different like Nama means something, and then you know blah blah blah, and you put it together and. I don't see where I read that now, but uh, no, maybe it's Wikipedia. I'm sure this is terribly interesting for those people who know what it means. Yeah. And for those... Yeah, it's just taken literally, it means I bow to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. May the good in me honor the good in you. My spirit bows to your spirit. When I use it, I mean I mean it in the sense of I'm tired of looking at your face. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> okay. A little less humbling, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? Hey, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, words are what you want them to mean. Mhm. Mhm. So um, Namaste. Yeah. Interesting. I looked it up a long time ago. Oh, so that makes you better than me? Well, no, not that in itself. Oh, the other things make you better than me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we're done uh, with the podcast, since we only have a couple more minutes before talk shoot cuts us off. Um, yeah, we're but, um, time. Yeah, um, we're, just, we're, just, we're just lollygagging here. But hey, you know, you, this, was, this wasn't really a planned podcast. It just happened. No, so, it just happened. Um, like the incident. Like the incident. Oh, God. <laughs> were we incompetent, or did we just uh, not know the forces we were dealing with? Yeah, I think no. a little bit from column A, a little bit of column okay. B. Okay, fair enough. Fair um, so yeah, it was nice that they actually gave us something to look at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice we could actually, you know, talk about something other than our favorite episodes of yeah. whatever season that we've already talked about. Not that that's not great, but, you know. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, cause it is great, right? Because it's it G-R-E-A-T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you know what I mean. I do. Mm, you do good. Tell me later. Okay. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I will. Um, we'll save that for off the podcast. So I guess our next podcast will come out uh, at some point. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing the uh, favorites of season two. I thought um, we had to finish the favorites of season one for. Oops. <laughs> Let's go with your plan first. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we have to finish. I forgot. We got to finish season one. We're gonna do our. Second part, our second. Do we need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, need is one of those words that may or may not apply here. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, are you? I'm speaking to the to the listeners. Are you really itching to hear more season one 
recaps. I mean, you know, maybe you are. I don't know. Um, uh, but I guess I guess we said we were going to, so I guess we should, right? Yeah, yeah, it couldn't hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're we're. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have to do it, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe it would be prudent to pick the last episodes for seasons two and three to, um, you know, avoid having to do that. Maybe we just pick one apiece. Um, okay. Yeah. For the other two seasons. Um, well, if we're gonna do that, then why do two for this season? Well, uh, I guess we don't have to. I mean, my number. I mean, one I don't choice... want to be season. I don't want to be a seasonist. I want to be fair. <laughs> my number one choice was the one we did. Uh, do you? Yeah. Are you? Do you agree with that? I'm fine or... with solitary. Okay. As opposed to what was the other one? Numbers. Yeah. Um, I picked was numbers my other one. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> the Hurley episode. Okay. Uh which is pretty good. I think that stands on its own, but uh Yeah. In the in the in the grand scheme of the show it's it's not that great. Yeah. Um which neither is mine. Um y- yours is maybe a little better because your the Rousseau thing hasn't quite been solved yet, so mm-hmm. you you got a little you got a little bump ahead on the on the macro scale. Thank you. Um, but uh, on the micro scale, I really did like my episode the best. Um, uh, so, yeah, we could do that. We could just let, you know, we could even let them know what our second choice is just for fun, I guess, and uh, and then uh, just podcast about, you know, the top, the top two. Yeah, maybe we'll just do that. Yeah, to keep it consistent somehow. That's not a bad idea. If you guys really want us to go over our season one favorites, then let us know. If not, I think the tentative plan is we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead and start uh, thinking about season two, our favorites of season two, and uh, yeah, and get ready for a podcast about that. And uh, you know, it's it's just sort of hard to go over something you've already gone over, uh, especially when some of those things don't really in the long run matter. Uh, you know, some of those plots are just like totally self-contained. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's uh, we can do it, but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem uh worthwhile. The problem is, some of my favorite episodes aren't necessarily, you know, the ones that are most relevant to today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I might just like the episode, you know. Which is still fine, you know. It, it, you know, it just, I think at the least it needs to be, it, you know, I, I like the idea of favorites because, you know, it's something we can talk about. Yeah. Um, because even the most relevant ones aren't necessarily, like, you know, our favorites, and we've already talked about it, and, you mm-hmm. know, what, what more is there to say at a certain point? Right. I know we can talk about, you know, certain episodes for 13 hours long, but... Uh, <laughs> Even at a certain point, we run out of stuff to say. Yeah, and and when more stuff comes along, you know, the more information you get, I think the less you can talk about that older episode. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like the season two finale is way less interesting now than it was then. Oh yeah. You know, we I don't think we could go on for as long as we did now. Um, no. So, and I think for season three it'll be the same thing. By the end of season four, it won't seem half as interesting. And let's hope so. You know, we'll wonder how we talked for that long about it. Um, when, when things are open and and there's room for discussion and speculation, that's where the time fill comes in. Yep. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, 
I, I like that idea, and then uh, who knows? Uh, the, the DVDs come out in like December or something, and you know maybe we can talk about uh, whatever's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be another podcast to do, and uh, and whatever else you know comes up. Yeah, we'll make something up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just pull. We'll just pull a podcast out of our ass. Yep, much like a rabbit out of a hat. Mm-hmm. On that note, <laughs> we will close the podcast. Thank you and namaste. Namaste and good luck. <laughs>